Podcast Bruce. Hello and welcome to the Salcast on Saturday the 22nd of August 2015. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. About time. And Robert Kemp. Oh, I'm so sorry if my wedding got in the way of things. <laughs> yes, it really did. In both of the last podcasts. <laughs> oh. How did it affect the last one? I forget. It was your stag party. Oh, yeah. That did affect things. Yes. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> affected things. It wasn't that bad, was it? So, listeners had to put up with a hungover cast, followed by a big gap. A delayed cast. We're only one week out. It's not too bad. Cast. That's right, we, isn't it? Really, one week out? We must have been one week out before, over the past yeah. five <laughs> years or something. We definitely have. For less momentous occasions as your wedding, Rob. Yes. Less uh, unavoidable. It was, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Hmm. Or more avoidable, whichever way you choose to read that sentence. I'm just disappointed didn't, Zach didn't make a solo cast like and put it up that weekend. Like, Oh, what, just out of spite? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing it. Like, well, as I said at the time, I think to Dan, my login for the site doesn't work because for some reason the password isn't what it should, clearly should obviously always be. Oh, nice. And I was like... This can't not be the password, <laughs> but apparently it's not. So I can't log into the site to do it anyway. So even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to actually put it up. Can you not like he's reset your password? Dan, he's found out. He's found out, Dan. He's got us. He's got us now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's logged out of the site. I'm sure we were trying to give him, you as much access as possible, Zach, so that you could actually do some fucking work. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember we fixed it before, but I don't know what's changed again unless it reset the passwords at some point for some security reason or something. Who knows? Mm, who knows? Anyway. Here well, we are. Well, we a... shall sort that out, and then Zach can post wherever the hell he wants. Exactly. But for the time being, here we are. Regular service has resumed here at the Salacast. Well, I don't know about regular service. Yep. I think my wedding ring is... <laughs> we'll have uh, to wait for at least two more weeks to find out whether it will actually be regular again. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> yeah, Things that's changed. true. We have to establish a pattern. I'm a changed man, man. I don't, I don't follow the, the same rules now. I follow her rules. Which are? Hit my ring on the microphone. I hit my, hit my ring on the microphone. I can do that. Okay. Oh. Proof. <laughs> wow. Audio proof. <laughs> oh, that, that's literally as much proof as you could possibly get through a microphone. It's like, it could be anything hitting the microphone, yes, but you unless, know. <laughs> unless there's some way of, you know, my finger making noise of me trying to pull it off. Sounds pretty gold. <laughs> or whatever metal it is. Gold. <laughs> what metal is it? I, I can't know. tell metals right. from. It's not gold coloured. It's not white gold. It's not <laughs> platinum. I think it's palladium. There we go. I think. Which seems to be their new, like, it's pretty much platinum, but it's not nearly as expensive metal of choice. Cunning. Jewelry tips. People can't well, make shit out of platinum anyway. That's always been ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Well, they only <laughs> do it not because it looks good, but because it's the most fucking expensive because one, and they expensive. just want the most expensive one, which is so stupid. Yeah. It's to make you feel precious, like the metal you're wearing. Do one you precious? precious being. <laughs> With your palladium fingers, palladium yeah, fingers. I'll be honest, I feel slightly achy. <laughs> Do you have any other rings, Rob? No, no. First ever. Well, it's not that uh, unusual. I think uh, John no, I guess not. had like no. a signet ring. 
yeah, before he had a wedding ring and stuff. I think he, yeah. he's got like three wig, rings or something going on. He's, he's, he's proper London now. That's what it is. I don't proper think it's London, London big, it's bit, having bling. It's a bit of a geezer, isn't it? And it's a bit, a bit cockney, isn't it? Yeah. He's a bit of a weird dealer. darts tournaments. You could t- it's mostly his like coats that make him look like a kind of um, Alan Sugar type trader. Yeah. Bit shifty. He's going gonna, gonna to sell you a Rolex. Lovely jubbly. Except Rolex will be spelt with a CKS on the end. Do they do that? Rolex. I don't know. <laughs> Presumably, if they were going to make a make a knockoff Rolex, they'd make the uh, the, the logo somewhat less obviously fake. <laughs> Rolex. Potentially, they seem to get away with it anyway. Oh, I guess they. It's illegal, right? But of course, it's. They, they, there's tons of them, though, aren't there? Well, mate, I've got this. Got this Rolex here. It's like it. It's, 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 it looks like a Rolex, right? It's got. It's made of all the same materials and stuff. Just isn't a watch. <laughs> it's not actually a watch. <laughs> what is it though? <laughs> it's a, a ring. It's a wedding mirror. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a massive wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> genuine, nah. not watch Rolex. Not genuine. <laughs> nah. Now you can say you've got a ring that covers a whole hand. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, this thing is kind of uncomfortable. It's like, the problem is, is that it's actually the right size, apparently. But Are you, like, tapping it against shit all the time? Like, you know how people tap no, it against... No, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my fingers on it, right, and then rotating. Ah. <laughs> so I'm, like, spinning the ring. Constantly. You'll probably do that for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. You will never probably. get bored of spinning the freaking ring. What's stopping me that from sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? Spinning the ring. I don't know what. It does a little bit. You should have got one of those rings that actually has like a separate outer surface so that it spins independent of the inner bit so you can just spin it independently of your skin. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Those, those do they do that? Those, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if they do them so they spin, but it would have been cool. That would be freaking crazy. Whee! I could drive Then you could roll it. <laughs> you could roll yeah. your finger along the... <laughs> oh man, that would be dumb. Oh, great. If you could get a whole set of rings on your on one hand, basically, so you can put your hand down, and then someone with an app can then just move your hand across the table. Motor, Motorised with little magnets yeah. or something. <laughs> or you can have it spin as like a notification of when you get a freaking text message or something. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't need a smartwatch. <laughs> or got, or like ears that can hear an actual phone going off in my pocket, or like yeah, the see. feeling of vibration. Instead, yeah, so, I have. So, this finger vibrates when Gnome tries to contact me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite annoying. I, I, I ended up taking it off like while we were playing Team Fortress last night because, like, after a while, the, you know, it's on it's on the S key, oh, no, A key, sorry, and it's a uh, yeah, yeah, it is on the A while, key. It just, it just, after a while, it's got a bit achy. Not even the bit that hits the keyboard, though. No, well, no, but you know, it's because it's, I don't know, maybe it's constraining the muscles, the muscular action of pressing A. It's not like you mean it. It was achy on the achy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well done. That's good. That's good. That's going to be a, your new single. How's it like with con- controllers? Uh, not so bad. I haven't really noticed much of a problem with, uh, with joypad. These are the things you need to consider when proposing. You know, things I hadn't thought of. 
When you go into the thing game. you apparently hadn't thought of was that you could just take it off at any time. Well, the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's not tight, it's tight enough that I can't just take it off. But then, then of course, no one looks at you funny. <laughs> yeah. To make a plaster cast of your finger and then make a replica of your finger that you just put on, on your desk and just have it there as your now. This is my temp- temporary replacement finger, just so it's always on my finger or the shape of my finger. <laughs> I don't think it being on the shape is the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. I like that. Just have to have a. Uh... Or maybe I just, you know. Surgically sever that thing if you don't use it for a lot other than apart from A. And you know, then get some sort of prosthetic that they can easily remove. But then that doesn't solve the problem, I suppose. No, because then you can't <laughs> prosthetic. <laughs> See, the other hand would be more convenient for uh, PC gaming, probably. Yeah, I guess, because you don't really use that hand. You don't use that finger. The, that finger on the mouse, really. More of that, those fingers are in contact with the mouse than they're on, in contact with the keyboard because your hand is like over it. Yeah, oh, sure, but 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 maybe the ring creates a bit of space between that finger and the mouse, reducing the amount of hand skank you're putting onto the mouse. It's like your grip. Yeah, little, yeah, it's like a washer. It's grip, <laughs> that's the important part. Hand skank washer. Yeah. So that was that was a fun day. Did you guys enjoy it? Did you have a it, good time? It was a super fun time. Yes. I don't know how you found that yeah. awesome venue so close to Needham Needham Marche. Needham Marche. We're well wedding fair guides. There are tons of them. So you're just like, oh. going, well, let's go to a wedding fair. Let's see what's oh, this wedding fair happens to be happening at a venue. Let's have a look at this. Oh, this venue's really freaking sweet. Oh, you literally went to a fair at the place. Yes. Okay. Okay. And they were like, "Oh, by the way, you can get married here." And it's like, "What? Let's do that with the rampant poultry." Where are you booked in? Oh, we, well, we only booked booked like three or four weddings a year. What? Well, we better do this now then. So we did. You booked it in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you made it crane. <laughs> yeah, we made it crane. I'm so happy about that. That was fun. I'm so happy about going to the top balcony with a. With a huge stash, well, a huge, a, a modest stash of spare paper cranes, and uh, really dishing them out like like dollar dollar bills, y'all. You should have just, if you'd actually made your goal of making a thousand, you should have just instead of hanging them precisely, you should just put them in a giant net attached to the city, and then yeah, just gone. Oh, that rained was, it down. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Covered everybody. <laughs> Probably, yeah, it depends what kind of net you use, like how visible the cranes are look, I suppose. Because it's got to look good during the ceremony is the problem. Yeah, I looking awesome at the ceiling. I don't I know, I was looking at that. Awesome that bit that was hanging down in the middle, that's fine, but not way up the top, apart from there was that one random balloon that was up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was from last week, apparently. There was a few random balloons about the place, like in, in a lot of ceilings. <laughs> the cake room had a, had a balloon up there. Who ate all that cake? Because it was so sweet, I barely managed oh to eat one slice of it. There's, there's been it. so much cake. We've been oh. eating so much cake, man. Oh, dude. I'm not sure I ever want to eat cake again. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately the blue layer like was all the, the super rich one. The pink yeah. layer isn't, isn't quite so heavy. Oh, that's it's, better. Like a, it's like a light fruit cake, so that's I can actually... Yeah. yeah, I had the blue layer and it was pretty killer. 
I think that's probably why I'm, I've been feeling kind of ropey the last few days. Some kind of epic sugar come down. Yep, that'll happen pretty, to you. It's been pretty good cake. Yeah, we haven't eaten it all. We managed to offload quite a lot of it, but nice. Still, most of the fruitcake layer to go. <laughs> How did you guys score on the uh, wedding gift thingy? Um, like you were work- wanted travel vouchers, right? Yeah, we did. We did. I won't. I won't divulge the value of everyone's no. generosity, but we did. But we did pretty good. We did pretty good. Cool. Um, you can book something. Yeah, we'll probably. I think perhaps we set our sights a little high. We're perhaps doing like a Japan trip or something. Right, that's mega expensive. Yeah, flights alone are like fifteen hundred quid or something. Yeah, I looked into that. It's like it's probably two thousand each at least, isn't it, or something? Japan. What do you think would be sensible for Japan? Like, if you were like for for like a week and a half or something, like I don't know, like like two, like three grand each. Still, still seems a lot, doesn't it? well, I know it's a lot, but what do you think that would do it, or how much do you need? I'm trying to figure yeah, it's out. Yeah, good point. I, I don't know. I want to do it. Obviously, it's, it sounds like it's not that inexpensive. Well, it's it's reasonably expensive in terms of how how things are in Japan or in mm. Tokyo, at least. Mm. Um, you know, not that far off the UK. I think by the sounds of it, because I was reading it was, when I was doing my research on it and stuff. It's like the, the, I stumbled upon a lot of American sites, and they were like, "Yeah, it's a little bit expensive." Oh, that means it's probably the same as being here then. Okay, yeah, so pretty then. much. So, doesn't seem seem like that would be necessarily the problem. But it's yeah. just you don't you don't necessarily know how much of things like travel you're going to mm-hmm. need to spend or like. Like, what, I'm going to want to go on the freaking things you want to do are and stuff. And, don't know how much that costs. What's that? I want to go on the bullet train or whatever. I don't know how oh, much of course. that costs yeah. to get from Tokyo to Kyoto. Oh, I think what you what you what most people recommend you do is you go there and you get like a week pass or something. Yeah, exactly. Which is quite expensive, but you can then use every train managed by this one company, and they manage like practically everything. Right. Okay. I thought that so, I don't know, but I don't know about it. But I, I think there's a pass, but it doesn't include the bullet train or something. And it's like, no, I no, want to go on the bullet train. Maybe true. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, of course you got you got to. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of the whole points. Exactly, high speed, low drag. <laughs> and I totally want to go see some sumo. Totally, because apparently that because apparently there's a lot of sumo. Yeah, like, well, sumo, I'm going to go see that. Yeah, drink some sake. I'd do everything well, cliched you can possibly think of. Yeah, exactly. Go visit some cherry blossoms. Hang out at the, some shrines. Yeah, watch the Sunday Gang in Harajuku and all that. High five Buddha. See what happens. You could probably do that most places in Asia, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that that, that okay. could be the plan and stuff. But it's, uh, cool. It's weird though because it's like this week's been very very strange because it's like the the insanity of the lead up to that day and then the insanity of that day. Yeah. Is like, man, you just don't stop. You're no, no, doing no. Doing stuff all the time. You're talking like a crazy person to as many people as you possibly can, and it never feels enough with everyone. And then it just stops. And then you're like, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell. All that all that for that? Yep. Like then, not in a in a sort of semi like overwhelmed and semi depressing way. It's like all that build up for not nearly enough time. Yeah, because it all happens in one big bang in one day, and then it's like, yeah. well, it's done now. Don't get me wrong, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. But at the same time, awesome. it's like, yeah, it's just, oh, it's, it's so fast. It's too fast. I'll do it again. 
<laughs> totally. Are you not a bit relieved that you got it all? That it all came off. <laughs> you don't have to plan it. Oh, of course, for well, that again. Yeah. The diving. Well, yeah, well but, and this is some sort of anniversary party, maybe. I don't necessarily yeah, really have to give a maybe speech again. Maybe you'll have again, some so. really elaborate, like, anniversaries. Like, like Mum's party thing was pretty much an anniversary, kind of. That was pretty good. It? So you could do something like that. I'd be up for a party, you know, in a year's yeah. time. That'd be cool. Ton, you know, just to do exactly the same length of time, but without all that annoying ceremony in the middle. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and, then, and then you can get even more, even more beers and conversation. In. Exactly. Possibly a little bit more EDM, you know. It's all good. Exactly. Need to touch more EDM at the end there. Sorry, I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's all right. You you were there early. You were the first in, so you know. I was the first in. Yes. Kudos for that. <laughs> and Zach was second, technically. Actually, were you second? You must have been second. No, well, it seemed, seemed like there was a lot of people there. No, there was um, like a Kathy and um, um, you know, Gnome's uh, friends turned up uh, just yes. before Zach, I think. Mr. Adhesive. Save the wedding planner. <laughs> the wedding planner? Table plan. The table plan of doom. Because everything that I bought with me, apart from the money, turned out that it was already <laughs> exists. Well, I bought tape and there was already tape and I bought you food and there was already food. You just made a big deal out of the, all that shit for nothing, basically. Well, and in fairness, I didn't know they were coming back because <laughs> the... Like the random, the, the the randoms that turned up, not, not totally randoms, but you know, people that then turned up after you brought some of that stuff with them. And it's like, oh, well, okay then. So it was kind of unplanned niceness on their part, but, but you know, you succeeded in your mission. I ate your biscuits. Mission accomplished. Like one of those biscuits. I ate two and a half of those biscuits. <laughs> and then ate the, the rest of them the following day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat the rest? No, no, no. Actually, no. There's one. There's one untouched packet still. But they're pretty damn good biscuits. <laughs> Cheers, guys. For biscuit supplying. <laughs> Should have put that in the speech, really. And thank you, Zach, for emergency biscuit supplies. You managed to include a dig against my love of Star Wars. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more like having to pretend. What did he say? You have to pretend to like Star Wars. It's like, oh, no, uh, thank you for teaching me to. how to pretend to care. How to pretend to care. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't have to pretend to care. I don't know why you'd want to. No, it's fine. I just, just want to make a joke just to see it. There's quite a few people in the crowd that would be quite annoyed by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are Star Wars fans? Well, I, I, I saw, yeah, uh, I saw a friend of the show, Matt Macon, uh, oh, yeah. in the background, sort of just go, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a crazy moment, and the awkward shuffle of the first dance. It was basically like those are the no, two things great. I was most worried about: was the the awkward shuffle and the and that speech. Oh, you pulled them um, both off. Yeah, great. Yeah, just yeah, just about, just about. It was all right. Winged it somewhat. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I think there are certain memories of what happened that are just sort of drifting in and out of my consciousness over the past week. I can't hold it all in. Mm. So every day I'll be like, oh yeah, that did happen. And then I'll forget immediately what it was I was just thinking about. We managed to pretty effectively cover you in um, confetti that was quite that was in yeah, hair uh, like lasted quite a while i think it lasted all night i think we found some right at the end right like, how is that still there yeah 
I, uh, me and Zach were supplying the confetti. No <laughs> Well, we were handing them out. Handing extra ones. Mm. Here, yeah. you, have, you have two. You've got a good arm. There's quite a lot of ammunition space. available, so it worked out well. Well, I haven't seen any pictures of the moment where I attempted to, to eat them and then decided that was a bad idea. That's probably not a good idea, yeah. <laughs> I haven't found any pictures of me going, blah, <laughs> yeah. I have to say the food situation was interesting because the food was really, really nice. But then hot on the heels of the food came like like an hour later came more food or something. And I was like, what? Hold yeah. On. Well, this was the thing. I, I, I tried to... So that was mum's contribution was was the buffet. The oh, right. Buffet. We, we, we did kind of want something. We just wanted, wanted a few nibbles for some people. Yeah. But but not in the volume that it was. And I did say to mum, it's like, look, you know what? Actually, it looks like we're, there's going to be enough food at the, at the four, four or five o'clock mark, you know, that we're, yeah. not, we're not really going to need much, that much at seven. So tried to convince her to reduce the order, which she only did slightly by the looks of it. Right. Okay. So there was way too much. There <laughs> was way too much food at the end there. Basically, like... Sunday and, the Sunday and Monday following, Noam and I were just having trays upon trays of sandwiches and, these and onion rolls. <laughs> just budging I think maybe rolls. quite a lot of people didn't realise there was additional food. No. But the, the DJ did say multiple times, Hey guys, buffet, buffet! There's like a buffet over there! a single thing that guy said the entire night. Oh my he god, was like a, a buffet! He was like a disembodied, because you couldn't see him. I, I never <laughs> saw so, him at all. He was so high, and his rig had an unfortunately high uh, rim. That you know, I actually went, went up there and, and like had a look myself, and he's like, I, I couldn't see anything. Right. <laughs> like, I could, he was a bit taller than me, so he had a slightly better vision, but like I, I couldn't see anything. It'd be great, actually. <laughs> Just like I can do what I want. But yeah, I did hear him lots of because I at first I, I was getting. You know, I thought it was a little annoying at first because I don't want. I, I was getting a bit worried because I was like, "Oh no, is he going to be one of these DJs that is constantly interjecting and going, hey, I hope everyone's having a great time. Come on, man, have some drinks, oh, party, woo! Let's give it up for Rob Naomi." Ah, we, we did that like five times already. Like, he did it a few times, but not to. Did he? Oh, I didn't actually listen then to the others, other than him going. Other what than he him, said, you can't other, understand it when he did it. No, other than other yeah. than the f- first four or five times he said, "Hey guys, don't forget the buffet. The buffet's right there." Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't hear any of that. The only one that I did hear was last orders at the bar. Oh, yeah. He said that like three separate times. Yeah, he said time at the bar like like, at least three times over like a half hour period. It's like, well, what time (laughs) was time at the bar? (laughs) Maybe maybe the bar were just like, yeah, you know what? There's still people asking for beer. Let's let's make a bit more money. Yeah. Yeah, push the boat out. Yeah. Yeah, Wedding. Quite a lot, but <laughs> not not too much. Not too bad. Not too much. As I say, I was a bit hungover. No, apparently barely ate or drank anything over the day. Really? So, yeah. Just was so swept up in everything that drinks and food just sort of escaped her. Did she not manage to eat at the five o'clock mark? Uh, she had a little bit. But she had like really. a little bit. Yeah, like a. a she didn't even finish a plate, I don't think. She had a, had a little bit of it and then was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to these guys while I remember. And then pretty much didn't come back. <laughs> sure. And I, d- I remember shouting across the room saying, no, no, eat your roulade. <laughs> roulade. That roulade was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Eat your roulade. And then she came back for a bit at that and immediately disappeared. And I, didn't, I don't think I saw her after that point until either awkward cake cutting or first dance 
and then didn't see her again after that until halfway through the disco where we were sat outside to cool down for a bit and she just runs across the courtyard from the cake room going where is husband <laughs> husband where is husband it's like, it, it's, like it's begun <laughs> that, that, that was, was on purpose and it's like yeah absolutely so just enjoying enjoying the new word <laughs> has she been using it have you been using your word as well you know what? I haven't actually. I haven't been. I haven't been wiping it up that much. You need to do the wiping it up. You need to. Well, I'm, yeah. Did I tell you about that thing that <laughs> Vanessa once told me? Like we were at a level crossing, uh, not a level crossing. Sorry, just a pedestrian crossing. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> across the road. All those trains. And, and and Vanessa said, and Vanessa looked like a bit sort of nervously at John at one moment because it was very busy. And then she looked at me and she said that what John does this thing where he grabs me from behind at a crossing like this and pushes me through the crowd saying wife plow (laughs) (laughs) yes i've heard that before (laughs) (laughs) it's like yep you have to take you have to take advantage of of any kind of wife-based fun you can that's pretty funny (laughs) wife plow wife plow so yeah so yeah the experience of getting married in a friggin' nuts. And I don't think I've ever spent more time on Facebook than I have this past week. Just like, especially the first few days where a lot of photos came in all at once. Yeah. It's like, I have, to, I have to look at all these. I have to look at these in careful detail. And then we got all the official ones and gnomes looking at them very, very carefully and going, no, we can't post these. Post these. I must curate these first. Oh, you can't. <laughs> are you going to post them up on social media or the ones that. Uh, are- Possibly, yeah. So the official ones will probably go up there, and then the uh, um, we're using Drop Event as a way of like for people to drop their photos onto it without needing to sign in and stuff. It's cool. It's a sort of it's it's kind of a neat service actually. It's like it's it's a moderated event photo board, but anyone can submit, and so anyone can upload their stuff. But because I've got it on moderated mode, I have to approve them all before they end up on the site. So if nice. anyone did end up spamming it, it's just like. They wouldn't go up unless I said yes. Pretty cool. So it ends up working pretty well because, you know, know, who wants to sign up for another service? And, you know, it keeps all the original images and it keeps all the, and they're all downloadable as a single zip if you want them all. Nice. So, yeah, it's a good good little tool. That's a good, good service. Drop event. Drop event, yeah. It's a bit it's a bit crap in terms of actually viewing the photos if you want to view them on the web. Like, it, it's interface for that isn't actually that great. Um mm. But for the acquisition of photos from people, and if you and you know if you're desperate for hard copies of your own, then it's possibly the best route. Sweet, because Facebook still doesn't have like the ultimate stalker feature, does it? To just like download all, you have to like not even no, in an album or something. You have to go to each photo and say, "Oh, I want to download that photo, please," and it goes, "Okay." Yeah, it's true. I'm sure you could macro that shit if you were that stalkery. Oh, probably, yeah. If you were that stalkery and that technically inclined. <laughs> yeah. Pipe my Facebook photos. Pipe yeah, almost certainly there's some service for it already. Although it, you'd have to give it your details when you so that wouldn't work. Yeah. Probably. You'd probably have to give it the, uh, the mass Facebook download perversion app I don't know would like to share that you're perverted with the entire world <laughs> you give it permission to uh, 
do that stuff. To do that shit. All right. Right. Got any kitchen adventures, Zach? <laughs> I just felt it been a while since we had a kitchen adventure. No, there hasn't been much going on. Kettle still working? Barely. It's getting real, real calcium duff in there. <laughs> I think it's intentional at this point because it's been fairly, fairly well cleaned previously, but I think it's just like, if we just let this go really bad, eventually someone will get pissed off enough to replace it. <laughs> you know what, to just get a better kettle? Yeah. Because it takes forever to boil now because there's so much calcium gunking it up. Like the heat transfer is down. Mm-hmm. So it takes longer and longer to boil the longer you leave it unclean. Wow, that's, that's pretty skank. Well, it's mainly because of the way... Whereas you can, like, you can tell that I make the most cups of tea because it's like precisely the level of water that I use is where the, like, there's a rim of extra calcium growth. <laughs> so it's you... <laughs> Or, I guess, if only one person is drinking tea, I guess. True. A single cup. A single cup is always hard. Like, I, like in terms of, like, you always have to... I think on, on our kettle, the minimum value is what is way more than a single cup. Yes, but as we've discussed very frequently previously, the, your kettle is incredibly badly designed. Well, particularly yes. for single cup use. Oh, yeah. Because it's, the, like, widest at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the actual indicator doesn't, isn't very accurate. Well, so, those are bit accurate. So it drifts really, all over the place. Series two of Zachary's Kitchen Nightmares comes to Channel Four next year. I doubt it. Can't wait. <laughs> Woo! You been up to much, Dan? Uh, since last week, not really. Um, I was the week karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ho did a re-up on the karaoke for some reason like last night uh, with a bunch of different friends or whatever. And I was like, nah, okay. <laughs> so I turned up for that. That was quite fun. We did break stuff by Limp Biscuit. That was quite funny. <laughs> that's, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not much more to say about that. I bashed my head on the... On, I, had, like, I was interviewing this guy uh, and it did go very well on Friday. Um, yesterday, sorry, I literally can't remember because I bashed my head. Um, <laughs> I was going, and they, uh, the, the the HR lady didn't manage to book a proper meeting room. She just put those cubby things that are in the wall, in the side of the wall, in Kamarama in the office, and they're right. like the. Um, so it's like a little table with like um, bench around it, but it's open um, to the office. So it's kind of like a like in a restaurant, like a side booth thing. Anyway, oh, okay, gotcha. so, yeah. so we went through the whole thing and he was like, it was really weird because um, he was doing really well and then he just stopped and then basically like refused to continue. He was like, nope, can't do it. And then I was like, well, think about it. I don't know. Keep trying. Like, oh, what, in, a, in, a, in, a, in one of those awkward technical tests? Yeah, in a technical test. Yeah, I'm, I make people do technical tests and I don't think it's that bad. But anyway, people struggle with it. But anyway, it, um, it, and I was like, I couldn't think of anything to do to get help get him unstuck or, or, or help him. And we had loads of time because he'd been going really quickly. Um, you know, he was doing so well and he was like, uh, they just totally like froze completely. Anyway, um, that didn't go well. And then as I was getting out of the thing, uh, of the cubby thing, I smashed my head on the top of it because it doesn't have a proper door. It's just like really low or whatever. And anyway, I think I managed to concuss myself pretty much. <laughs> a little mildly anyway. So um, yeah, that was not good. 
for times. Yeah, so not so fun times. And, and he was like, "Wow, that that I could really hear that. That must have really hurt. I mean, must that's bad bad interview for you as well as me. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, it was bad. Anyway, never mind. I remember that. If I if I'm if I'm next in that situation, make sure I get a concussion. <laughs> I don't um, think that will help. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then I can be, uh, if the decision goes badly, then at least I've got an excuse. There you go. Yeah, that's the thing. I was thinking, well, okay, maybe I'll just forget that whole, it's that whole, because apparently <laughs> I looked it up and it's like you do, if you forget stuff from that, it's usually the stuff immediately prior to it happening or whatever. Right. So I could have like forgotten that whole bad interview and like, I think I, anyway, never mind. Yeah, not much else going on. Oh, and, and before the karaoke, we went to this, um, we went out to, to eat quite close to me, actually, because the karaoke is at Rowan's, which is Binsby Park near me. And uh, we went to this place, Max's Sandwich Shop. So I thought, why are we going to a sandwich shop for like dinner? Like that sounds like, you know, like a place where people get, what, get a bacon sand, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a slice of egg on the top. Yeah, exactly. Maybe some filthy bran sauce. I don't know, something like that. Or just like, yeah. Just a deli or something, it sounds like, doesn't it? Anyway, went and it's like super artisanal, massive sandwiches for like £8.50 or something. That are like, And there was only like five options on the menu. And the guy was like, yeah, they're all amazing. <laughs> so like, you can't make a bad <laughs> choice. And uh, to be fair, that was pretty awesome. I'm definitely going back there. And and uh, what's more, it's like Deliveroo as well. So you can, you know, I could have them delivered to my house probably. So I might have to... Free up on the Sarnies, because <laughs> they were pretty good. I appreciate that guy's confidence, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty much amazing. Yeah, I think that must have been Max or whatever. He was like, yeah, they're all great. <laughs> well, there's, a big, there's a big like sign on the wall saying, like, we're sorry that the price has gone up to £8.50. This is because we didn't realise that we had to register for VAT. <laughs> and now, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And now we've had to, and now it's like added 20% to everything. So sorry. Well, it better be the best damn sandwich ever. It was pretty damn good. We'll have to, we'll have to have one next time you're down. Uh, if you want to yes. come visit them sometime. Yeah. I can I always use... go for a sandwich. Yeah. For you to appreciate it too, Zach. <laughs> Do you eat sandwiches, Zach? Like, like during the day or whatever. Do you make sandwiches for yourself? Just a cheese sandwich. Cheese sandwich. Just with butter or mud, or is it just bread and cheese? Or do you <laughs> melt it, or do you? We with toast and butter. Oh, of course, you do your your um, lazy cheese sandwich, lazy cheese toasty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually toast the cheese. You just make toast and then put cheese in it. So you Not make really two. <laughs> Two lots of toast and then butter it and then just put cheese in between the two. Yeah. Just like a crispy cheese sandwich, basically. Mm. As opposed to a toasted, melty cheese sandwich. So you don't melt the cheese, you just wait for the toast to partially melt the cheese due to contact. Not sure that would even happen, would it? No. It depends how thin you cut the cheese and how hot the toast is when it comes out of the toaster. <laughs> there you go. Gotta be quick. <laughs> Does that not get? Does that not get boring? They have nothing but cheese sandwiches. No, it's no different from any other thing that I've ever eaten every night. 
because I, you know, my classic back in the day was bread and butter and brown sauce. <laughs> Just brown sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it occurred to me the other day. We haven't made a Mc, McBurger Wafflet thing. The Burger Wafflet. They had a better name. <laughs> Burger Wafflet. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> had a better name. I'm not sure it did. Did it, did it not? Was it a, a Burger Tower Burger? <laughs> a Waffle Tower Burger? I mean, you can't do that unless you have chip shop elements. I guess. That's how you make that super hardcore. Well, no, but we did, didn't you do like one that was, I think we called it, well, yeah, the, waffle, the Waffle? The Waffle Burger Cheese. Where it's like thing. sort of bread, you use waffles, and then you put a burger in it with cheese. And bread as well. And bread as well. Wow, okay, carbs. Well, you need, because that was the trick, because the whole point of the waffles was they had the holes that you filled up with sauce, and then the bread <laughs> yeah. contained it. <laughs> I remember now. Yes, it's been a while since we've done that. I don't know how I don't think I have any waffles. I don't think we can we can make that tonight. <laughs> I have hash browns. <laughs> Poke holes in them. The waffle. News <laughs> News Oh what's the news about is the question. Gamescom happened. That's the bulk know. of the news. Are we Big. skipping the um the um the segue with the with the catchphrase so that we can ex- explain the purpose of the actual podcast. I think people know, don't they? I don't know, do they? I don't know. What's it about? What's it about, Zeg? You're not roping me into that. <laughs> into what? I reject your shitty catchphrase. <laughs> what, what catchphrase? I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. What do you mean? So Gamescom. Gamescom. Mostly Microsoft happened at Gamescom. Press conferences about <laughs> video games. Rob, Rob's podcast lean Microsoft news. <laughs> podcast lean Microsoft news. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, no, wait, sorry. What's, what, it, Microsoft never had it like a jingle no, noise, did they? Because I, I was about to do the Intel noise, but it's like I don't, I don't think... Oh, I'm what, you mean actual? Not all our podcasts, you mean an actual Microsoft yeah, noise? Yeah, what, you mean a, recently? <laughs> Whatever. 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 I'm sure they've had one at one point. Because all I can now think about like the old ones are like <laughs> that old oh, what, Windows. The, well there's the Windows startup sounds, aren't there? That was made by like um what's his face? Um oh God. Brian Eno, wasn't it? The Windows ninety five startup sound. Yeah. Oh, I, believe, I, believe, I believe it was Brian Eno. <laughs> bit string uh, yeah Gamescom happened in Germany and Microsoft basically just well all like yeah you remember those punches we pulled back at E3 well we're going to punch them now we're going to push those punches <laughs> is that the opposite <laughs> not really <laughs> it was more like they were I wouldn't call them that necessarily punches particularly not and then, you know, I'm getting well ahead of ourselves here, but particularly not the last one, because that was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah so, just, <laughs> so anyway, let's good, start from the start. Yeah. Start. Well, going into E3, they basically, they announced before E3 that they weren't going to talk about Scalebound, they weren't going to talk about Crackdown 3, um, then they weren't going to talk about some other stuff. Um, but all of those came up. Um, so let's do this in traditional briefing style, the chronological brief out. Hope Rob has actually got them in the right order this time because I didn't bother taking notes. No, well, it's good enough. <laughs> so, first thing I noted, 
there's definitely some planted woo guys in this crowd. <laughs> like it didn't take long for Phil, for Phil Spencer's first spiel for some for plenty of guys to go woo. It wasn't a very big room. So. No, it was definitely not as big as the E3 room. But yeah, it looked a bit like the room they did the um, the Xbox reveal conference in. That was a tent, though. Yeah, it was a tent built in Microsoft Campus, but it didn't look that different, actually, in terms of setup. And then after a bit of wooing, they moved on to some Quantum Break footage. Like, another bit of combat that we hadn't really, you know, seen that much of. They showed a slightly extended sequence of how that all hangs together. And it's like, you know what? The whole thing is starting to look pretty great. Really? Yeah, I mean, it... If you ignore the fact that actually mechanically, perhaps there's a risk here that it could end up being just another third-person shooter. But if they do, if they're smart with their time mechanics, and it looks like there might be some cool stuff there, um, they could really pull off some, something new here. I mean, it visually it looks great. I mean, I, I love. I said before, and we've seen it, seen it. Uh, seen it prior that you know those that the sort of shattered glass time effect looks really neat and like when they when they go into those crazy stutters of mm. time where everything is sort of juddering around a bit and yet some stuff is can still be manipulated and things like that it looks cool like i i'm getting more and more on board with this as uh, the more i see and like they even showed some story segments and stuff and how that all pans together and how the the stuttering in time uh, is potentially may have potentially led to the stutters in time. There, there could be some really weird paradoxical stuff going on. Um, well, it, the narration just was like obviously he was in some kind of time machine accident and therefore gained time powers. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> so, what's going on with the whole TV aspect of it? If they ditched that, or well, is that still going ahead? No, that is still a thing. Well, they did a tra- mini trailer for it where they were like, "Here, look at some actors." Well, yeah, but they, they've pulled in. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know who these guys are, no. um, but they have pulled in Hollywood talent, um, was the phrase they used, and had some guy come up on stage, who, again, I don't recognize, and didn't write down his name. Um, but you know what? The, the TV element actually looks fairly competently produced, but we're just not sure where it fits in to the game. Well, it was like, compared to the game that they just showed, it was like, and now we're just in a boring, standard, like, CSI-type show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there didn't seem to be any of the, like, supernatural time travel elements in this no. little bit of live action that they showed, but it was a very short bit. Yeah. It looks well made, it looks well filmed, but... Uh, who knows what that is? Is it just cutscenes between missions, or is it, like... Or is it a bit like Metal Gear, where you complete an extended gameplay session, then you get your, get treated to a forty minute cutscene? I don't know. <laughs> I, mm. I, I really have no idea how that's going to play out. But it, it, as I said, what they've shown doesn't look terrible. But you're right; it doesn't. It, where's the finesse, and or are they saving all the finesse and fancy stuff for the game engine, and it's just woven in somehow? <laughs> they were just like. We've spent all this money making the game. Let's not spend any special effects budget on the live action. Part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd probably rather the money went into the game, but still, it'd be nice it's, if it was like seamless. I mean, you, you can't blame them for trying something that could be quite new, depending on how it's presented. But we really just don't know enough about what it is to to make that assessment. But but the way like, the way they keep talking about it, maybe it is something new. Maybe it is something unique. I, I'm just a bit worried that like um, the only reason they're doing it is because. 
Like, I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't work. I think it definitely could, potentially. But like, I think the reason it exists is because Microsoft pitched to Remedy that their idea for the Xbox One at the time was to own the living room or whatever and be like sure. a TV platform as well as a games platform. And they were like, how can you help with this? And Remedy were like, well, we could like combine that shit somehow. And they were like, yes, Microsoft like, yes, tell us more. And they were like, uh, well, how about this? You know what I mean? Oh, I feel like yeah. it came from a requirement potentially from Microsoft and you know, rather than it being a, a, you know, original, you know, you know, it's sparked by a creative sure. idea from Remedy. Do you see what I mean? I mean? Yeah, it could have been the other way around and that Remedy were like desperate to get Microsoft bucks maybe and they're just like, well, we're doing this thing that fits all of your criteria. Come on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be it too. Because, I mean, I don't know how well like Alan Wake did or whatever, but it's as big as and hit as like Max Payne stuff, which Rockstar now have. So it's like, yeah, I guess the weirdest situation this is is that somehow playing the game and the actual full motion stuff or full motion video is uh, actually completely disconnected from one another somehow. Mm. Like you can watch one without the other. Yeah, because they'll probably want to make it so you can just watch the TV show, right? Well, I mean, yeah, if they were targeting the own the living room thing, then you want to be able to have something that everyone can enjoy, right? Not just the gamer. I guess but... so. Yeah. I mean, that's what their whole original Xbox <coughs> One press conference was about, wasn't it? That everyone hated. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, was, that was where it was. TV, just in general. But that is where it was unveiled, wasn't it? Or it was announced, was it? I think. It's... Yeah, it might have been. I might, um, no, it might not have been announced straight away. I don't, I really can't remember. But yeah. all I remember is NFL fantasy football stuff. <laughs> so what happened with like? Because they shut down the Halo Connect. thing they were going to do, didn't they? And then they, I thought they well, shut down the yeah, whole studio. Kind, they kind, they kind of shut down the Halo thing. There was a bigger Halo thing. Don't forget that Halo Nightfall happened. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and got made and. Uh, but I think there, I think you're right. I think there was a bigger Halo project coming that got canned. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I, I think Remedy are just doing this themselves. I don't think it's part of the Microsoft Studio. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah, no. That's cool, though. I mean, if it looks cool, then that's that's step one, isn't it? Yeah, there's some neat visuals going on. It could be interesting. One to watch. Uh, moving on. Crackdown 3 then turns up. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And blows the shit out of everything. They didn't really they do that much, though. They didn't do as much as people wanted to from it, no. Because it sounds... It, basically, they they did a... They focused a little bit on the multiplayer, basically saying, hey, they, it was almost a direct dig at Battlefield, basically going, hey, you remember when Battlefield made, made some stuff you can explode? Well, imagine if everything could explode. But then they did the... <laughs> Classic dumb maneuver where they said, "Oh, the processing is in the cloud." It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, is, <laughs> is, that, is that really good? Well, it, <laughs> we never really can. T- is that? I mean, is it like? Could that stuff, like the amount of physics going on, require that a dedicated server to do that? You know, and then, and then technically it is that would be cloud. with lag. Any amount of lag, yeah. you notice it immediately in the physics. Yeah, who knows? It, it probably is marketing bullshit. I'll give it that, but who knows? And it also probably means that the multiplayer will be like 
discrete small areas, like sort of how Far Cry 4 did it, where it's like you can only yeah. go in this little area while you're in multiplayer mode. Well, and given the sort of scale of the destruction possible, they're probably like little repeatable. I reckon that's probably for their sort of arena modes or something. They're doing something crazy with like PvP or something, rather than it being a co-op part of the game. Again, wasn't very clear. And this was all like saying, oh yeah, the, the environments in multiplayer are 100% destructible. And it's like, okay, well, what about sing- what's happening in single player? How are you managing that there? Um, is it only destructible in certain circumstances in single player? Who knows? I'm pre- pre- like, presumably, structurally, it has to be, right? Or it has to be a bit like Red Faction where you can destroy stuff and you, as soon as you clip out of the area and come back, it'll, it'll have returned. Well, or not. That was the thing in Red Faction. It's like most of the stuff didn't get rebuilt ever. Didn't it? No, I'm pretty it, sure I couldn't remember all of the destruction you did. Well, it just wiped out the thing entirely. It didn't remember like the specific parts that had been destroyed. It just deleted it, right? Mm. Oh, after it. It just said, this is destroyed now. Yeah, you just have a foundation left over. So who knows how that's going to work. But, you know, it looks like Crackdown. I still had the announcer, man. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. Oh. Although, makes marginally more sense than XCOM 2. <laughs> marginally. I saw him. This is not related to Game Well, no, I guess it. This one might have. There was two. There was one that did come out of Gamescom, and then I think I saw this other one after Gamescom. They released like another one where they were looking at the stupid base ship thing. Oh, yes, no, I did see that. And that, like, walkthrough of the base also has some elements of the storyline in it. And it's just like, this storyline is done. It's like, oh, you've been, you were trapped in in some kind of alien pod for 20 years, and there was a chip in your brain, and we've taken that out, and we don't know what it's for, so. (laughs) And that will just make you the commander of all our forces again, even though apparently last time you failed, and there goes one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, and that, and then the the shadowy guy on the video channel turns up again, and is like, "Oh, come on, you're back. Let's get to work." And it's like, "Why are you still there?" <laughs> yeah, he, he never really left, did he? He just congratulated us. He's obviously an idiot. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's but but a for a different race that <laughs> we don't know, a third faction. It's just going to be a hybrid at this point. They will take him over, and the chip in your brain will be like some kind of. Alien hybrid control device, and it'll be like, oh no! Defeat it. And that base doesn't look very. I don't know, it looks kind of weird. Some people were saying, like, it looks bigger, but it doesn't. It looks at least the same size, if not smaller. <laughs> well, of course, it has to be smaller, right? Well, yeah, you think it flies. <laughs> but then they've changed the way, like, you. Because it used to be in previous game and in the original XCOM you just had like a number of engineers mm. <laughs> and you were just like oh I'll shove them all on one project and then that goes the fast it goes fast whereas now it seems a lot more like a more traditional version of that kind of like ant farm idea where you assign like one dude to a slot in a room oh, okay which I don't so, know so that expand- seems like so less granular but like more Logical, yeah, because you didn't even get that, did you? In, in, in the last XCOM game, did you? You just got like you have this many engineers. Well, you could split assign them to like multiple. Because I thought you just said this is the thing we're researching. 
No, because it used like engineers were used for like the foundry and the uh, the manufacturing, weren't they? So it was, like you could split them up slightly. Oh, I, I guess between types of tasks, not necessarily the individual tasks. Yeah. Not like the original where you could run as many tasks as you wanted at the same time and just shift the engineers around on them. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that looks kind of weird. That weird flying base. I I have confidence that it will be. Uh, you know, I I don't. I, to be honest, I couldn't give a crap about the storyline. I couldn't give a crap about as long as it plays well. Like, and that's that's and and the progression is good. That is yeah. really all I care about in that game. And they always that they also when they were looking at the soldier customization where it was going through, it, it had like the attitude button, so you could change how they <laughs> their stance, or whatever. It's kind of funny. It's like that's 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 sort of cool, but then that, does that mean they've recorded like voice over styles for each of those? Because uh, yeah, like, that would be awesome when they do the tutorial that first tutorial mission that they've showed. It's like each of those guys had a, has a specific voice and an accent, and they talk about what's going on. And obviously, that's the tutorial. Mm. And we were wondering whether how much of that would carry over. But like the attitude should be voice linked as well, right? <laughs> Because one of the like start it's attitude like, stances was called like happy go lucky, and it's like that has to have different vo- vocal styles, surely yeah, the other ones. Or maybe it's just maybe it's not total vocal style, but maybe there are certain phrases that are totally different, like just the odd thing. And then like what about accents? Because you can assign everyone a country, and that appears to matter very marginally more. Yeah, I really, I really want them all to be accented. That'd be great. As long as we can get ones that sound like, um, is it Rico from Just Cause? Then I'm happy. Really. Yeah, that was very dumb. Awesome voice. That that would have been a lot better, I think, in the first one mm-hmm. if they'd had the accents right. And so then also when they it looking... adds a layer of depth, doesn't it? Like, oh, this is this guy in trouble because I can recognise that guy's voice. Yeah. Exactly, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be so. Cool. And then when they were looking at the weapon customization, and it shows that he's using a <laughs> shitty human-styled shotgun, it's just like, and then the the the, guy, the voiceover describing it says like. All the human factories were shut down 20 years ago, so it's really difficult to get spare parts. It's like, why have you not completely moved on to entirely stolen alien technology at this point? You're still using these shitty shit shotguns, which are bound to do virtually no damage, because that's how this game works. You have to have shit technology at the start. But Jesus Christ, these 20-year-old shotguns that you're scavenging parts for. Yeah. (laughs) And fairness, if no one's using shotguns, there should be a lot of shotguns. That's true. All these leftover shotguns. Yeah. They've probably been recycled or some shit. Well, they're like a resistance, aren't they? So maybe well, that's yeah, all they yeah. have access to at first or whatever. Yeah, but I'm... it's been 20 years. You'd think at this point they would have stolen enough alien technology yeah. to have even right. like the five soldiers they sent out at a time. They've got one plasma rifle or something. <laughs> or, you know, they've taken out some alien dudes and, you know, stole their guns or something. And what about the leftovers of the XCOM program? I mean, yeah, they still have the ship, right? They still well, have... that's not... That was that ship is a stolen alien ship as well. Okay, also, right. <laughs> but it was a stolen alien freight ship, so usually that should have had some, well, like aliens with guns on board. Well, it took them twenty years just <laughs> to get that ship operational somehow. Yeah, who knows? Seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's best guns. not to think about it and just imagine a disc coming at you, <laughs> flying through the air that can turn into a flying gun fortress. That's XCOM. <laughs> hey guys. Gun Fortress. Fine Gun Fortress. 
got a full name yet, or is it still just XCOM 2? Like, I, I'm expecting a subtitle. Yeah, I don't think there is one yet. It'll probably sound just like a Deus Ex game. Humanity okay. something something. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the shitty shotguns. <laughs> yes, that would be the classic. That would be a classic twist. It's like, it turns out, the really shitty shotgun we used at the start, that's actually the ultimate weapon. You just have to very slightly modify it. Oh, yeah. And you need to <laughs> Fuck all this plasma. Yeah. It turns out gunpowder is all we needed all along. Actually, what you do is you just use the blast from the shotgun to then uh, melee people with the butt of the gun. <laughs> Fire it back Fire over backwards. your shoulder. Yeah, and it's the impact <laughs> of, the, uh, of the butt of the gun that does all the damage. Nice. That would be yeah. fun. <laughs> You've got to make sure that there's no one behind you when you do it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a secret tactic. Hey, guys, do you want to see Scalebound in action? Because they did that. What's that? A surprisingly long time for a change. Scalebound is the new game being developed exclusively for the X-Bone by Platinum. Mm. And, you know, we're big fans of Platinum here. Sure. Oh, yeah. Van- Come on, Vanquish, Bayonetta. Some of like world. Yeah, I think Platinum are awesome. Uh, so... Did you actually like Mad World? <laughs> no. I think really. I liked it stylistically <laughs> more than gameplay. Yeah. Because boy, did it nail its style! But no, uh, yeah, gameplay was a bit. It was a bit wee. That's, that's the only way to describe it. It, it was, was very wee. wee. Yeah, a bit too wee. <laughs> bit too wee. Bit too much wee. But but in general, I like I like Planner. They do they do some good stuff. I'd quite like to play. Uh, Metal. I think I'd probably like to play Metal Gear Rising at some point because it sounds insane. Yeah, that was them as well. What was it? With the like cutting up everything with giant swords and stuff. Yes. Revengeance. Yeah, yeah, revengeance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be fun. It's definitely in their kind of style, isn't it? Of the of the kind of bayonetta style in a way for it. Like it's like a mix of Metal Gear and Bayonetta almost. Yeah. Got no problem with that. So yeah, they've been working on this this game called Scalebound, which I, I I think may have one of the Panzer Dragoon guys on board. I'm not sure. Um, I could be totally wrong on that. But the, the 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 look of the dragon in that game definitely seems to borrow quite a lot from Panzer Dragoon's style of dragon. Um, and it appears to be a, a form of action RPG, but with character action genre elements in it so when combat breaks out you're still doing sort of like oh juggle this guy into the air jump up to hit him and then do do, do this other stuff but there's there's numbers flying out of people and uh so it's like bayonetta mixed with dragon age but except there's a friggin dragon under your command that's also massive and running around the field it it looks awesome that sounds crazy who knows how it's going to work as a proper game? This is the problem at this point. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm playing Bayonetta, but at the same time I can just tell my dragon to fuck shit up. How do you tell it to do stuff, or is it like order system? I don't know, a button, maybe? Just a <laughs> do button. Just, just look, say, and... look at this thing and say, dragon it. <laughs> Dragonify that thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's get dragoned. Sounds cool. But it's also got like, it, like Platinum's sort of weird uh sensibilities about it like the lead guy it's somewhat 
like modern tech. So the guy comes in listening to music on his headphones and stuff like that, and he's a bit cocky and a bit, uh, you know, a bit of a douchebag in some ways. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you know, it's got that. It's definitely very much got that platinum sense of humor and that that feel to it. Um. So yeah, but and and, and visuals look a little bit like Xenosaga or Xenoblade. If you've seen the, the sort of visual style of it, looks a bit like that. So I'm kind of on board. I want to see what this is. This looks, cool. this looks pretty cool. Most uh, like I didn't know what to expect from it. A bit of me was kind of hoping that it would be a Panzer game. I guess. Yeah. You know, dragons. Yeah. Um, I mean, they. I mean, if we need something after the disaster that was. Was the was the damn not not Panzer Dragon game? Was it just called Red Dragon? Crimson Dragon. Crimson, Crimson Dragon. Dragon. That's the one. Yeah, that was not yeah, so good. Disappointment that that yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, this looks cool. I'm I'm on board. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Um, I I didn't look it up in the end, but I thought that the lead character's voice sounded way familiar, but I didn't end up trying to figure out who he was. What like um, like an American voice actor or? Yeah, it sounded very very familiar. I just yeah didn't bother to look it up. So there you go, read it, listener challenge. <laughs> find out, find who out who that guy is. <laughs> Uh, and also, apparently, they they announced like, "Oh, here's the first bit of gameplay you've seen." But by the way, there's going to be four player co op with four people and four massive dragons. It's like, what? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah more craziness. Yeah, what? Like and at this point, my note just basically co-op? says, "Is this Monster Hunter, but awesome?" <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? So, what platform's but that thing on? That's Xbone only next X-Bone year. Xbone exclusive. Okay. Don't know how they managed to get these Japanese people to make Xbox exclusives after all the long history of trying to do that. It is strange because they, they they tried that, didn't they, with the 360 because of the PS3's weirdness. Yeah, like, there was that moment where they tried really hard to get a lot of Japanese developers to make stuff for the 360 simply because the PS3 was such a bastard to work for. Yeah, um, or work on, um, and to a for a brief moment in time, it kind of worked. Um, and then Saw didn't. Then maybe they're trying it again? Who knows? Like, they must have paid Platinum some money to get them to do this. I guess so. I mean, I don't know what Nintendo's deal with them to make like, Bayonetta 2 was or whatever. To finish Bayonetta, yeah. 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 Maybe Platinum are quite cheap. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but then quite cheap they, to buy for that. But. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, surely you know it must be expensive to because surely it's going to make a difference to their bottom line if they could sell quite a lot more units if they went multi-platform, presumably. Yeah. So, like, it must be quite a sweet deal for for them to be exclusive. You'd think. I don't know. They're not like small. Like, maybe score small compared to the really big guns in the games industry, but these aren't like tiny. No, it's not, in, it's not like they or anything. It's not like they put out a ridiculous number of games. No, you know they 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 take their time. They do um, a fair few though. It's not bad. Not bad production. From oh yeah, sure. Man, Vanquish two. That would be amazing. Are they going to do that? That'd be crazy. No, then 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 they haven't said it, but boy, would I, that would be great. Freaking rocketing around in in next gen graphics. I mean, they were pretty sweet already. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd be I'd be happy if they made a PC version of that. To be honest, so I'm like, yeah. this is, this, we could run it at sixty, then that would make all the difference. I think it was a great game. Loved it. So that's coming. Sweet. It was Space Russians, wasn't it? That you were fighting in that at first, anyway, was it? It's sort of. They were like it was, there was an entirely robot army, right? That's right. They, and so, which made it even cooler because everything crackled and exploded, and you could blow limbs off and stuff. And you know, yeah, actually made it better. It's <laughs> crazy lengths that you can do with the robots. Yeah. Uh, so then they left the games alone for a while, and we're all like. Hey guys, we need to talk about the platform a bit. Are you one of those people? Well, they, the uh, the TV tuner attachment for Europe apparently is kind of popular. So um, they they released like a DVB tuner you can plug into the console via USB, and then okay. you can plug and plug your aerial into that, and then get Freeview or basically over the air, whatever the over the air digital equivalent is in Europe. Um, and apparently it's doing all right for itself. As opposed um, to getting a separate box, you just use a little attachment for your console. To your Xbox, yeah. Right. And, then, and then that's how you get... Well, it was their way of making it so you could do the TV stuff um, through the Xbox without needing to buy you know, cable or something like that to get a box. Because obviously in the UK and Europe, you don't necessarily need a box because TVs have freeview tuners in them. Right, yeah. And of course. And you can't go in between the TV's tuner and No. No. That doesn't work. There's no way of doing that. So okay. the it was the, to, to to sort of introduce people into the Xbox methodology, they made this thing. And apparently, you know, as I said, it's been been relatively popular with Xbone owners in, in the continent. And they um so they're extending the functionality of that thing by adding D V R. Which has me immediately sort of slightly, oh, that's, that's a great idea. And then somewhat confused. So it's like, okay, so it only works if you have the their tuner. So you can't DVR stuff off another cable box or anything like that. Right. Um, even if it doesn't have its own DVR built in, there's no way the Xbox can take control of those boxes. It feels like, I, I feel like they're abandoning some of their original plans for that stuff. Like, oh, the Xbox is just going to control all the cable boxes in the world. It's like, yeah, it sounds like they're not going to not going to bother to 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 t- tackle that in quite the way it made it. They made it sound like. Um, but so, but anyway, if you're using their own thing, then you can at least use your Xbox to record TV shows. Which then, my one concern with that is, it's like, well, okay, if I'm playing a game and then suddenly the Xbox needs to record something, am yeah. I going to lose performance because of the? Or loading times because the hard disk will be in use. Yeah, that's a good point. Recording yeah. this TV stream, um, so I don't yeah. know. I like no one really knows. That's not out yet. Okay. Um, well, it seems like something that you know we wouldn't be into, but but or even well, it's not, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, it's not for me because I have Sky. It's probably not for the Americans because everyone has a cable box, or you know. You don't really watch TV if you don't have cable, I suppose. Mm. I don't. I don't know how local broadcasting really works over there. Mm. Um, I think yeah, most people have so, that basic cable, don't they? Yeah, probably. That's probably something you need to have. Or, um, yeah. So I guess for for Europe, maybe this is a big deal. 
Interesting. Hence why it was announced at Gamescom, I guess. Right, internally, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the chat pad? Uh, unfortunately. That little, that little attachment that fit on the bottom of the 360 pad so you can mm-hmm. type stuff. Full on quote. I'm making people. another one. Okay. For the support, expo. For supporting <laughs> any game in particular or just so that you can like make comments faster or... They didn't really say oh, why okay. they were doing it. They just sort of said, well, we're, we're making one of these again. Because was it well, to did... support like something, some MMO or something? Like, really... Well, they did sort of intent, in, sort of say at the same time about how, you know, it works on Windows 10 as well. So if, oh, you, sure, if you're yeah. using your oh, computer right. with an Xbox controller, maybe in like Steam Big Picture, and you need to type something. Mm. You know, yeah. this convenient pad attached to your controller. I, yeah. have noticed, I have noticed recently when I attach my... Uh, wireless 360 controller to my PC that it instantly starts allowing me to move the mouse cursor around using the thumbstick, which it didn't used to do. Really? Yeah. So oh, I haven't wow. actually bothered to try like interacting with Windows that way, but presumably if you had that stupid chat pad thing, you could go the whole hog and like control the PC. I have not seen that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because obviously I've been it. using my my PC to play games on my telly and stuff like that, and I've not seen that happen with my wired. So... Oh, okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know when that started happening, but it did. I think it started. I, I have upgraded to Windows 10, but I think it started happening before that. So yeah, so so have I. So I haven't, I haven't really used it since my upgrade, but we should probably talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I've had a great time. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so backwards compatibility is officially launching in November for the Xbox 360. Okay. They, they sort of said, yep, that will happen then, um, and then showed a list of publishers saying we've been talking to all of them and all of these guys have agreed to some extent. Didn't really say to what extent. They just sort of said, oh, hey, the, yeah, these guys have confirmed they'll be putting stuff up on back compat. It was pretty much everyone. That was a pretty comprehensive list of the big publishers like Activision, Warner Brothers, Sega. You know, it's quite, it was, it was quite a lot of them there. So... Perhaps the back compat is going to be less insidious in terms of people holding their games back to do remasters than initially thought. I doubt but, it. I mean, yeah, I still doubt it, but maybe, maybe it will be okay. Um, and then a very pointless bit, basically, with the... Uh, I can never remember his full name, but it's, it's Iga, uh, I-G-A, Iga, or something. The guy who makes um, Castlevania. Um just basically turned up saying, hey guys, Bloodstained will be coming to X-Bone. Okay. Great. Cool. And it will have cross-play with Windows 10. Ooh. I guess they just wanted to get their little their little indie pitch in there somewhere. Um, apparently City Skylines is getting an X-Bone release. Yeah, really? That was weird. That's weird. That is weird. How's that going to work? I don't know. How's that going to work, though? <laughs> Like every game like that, when you're using a controller, who would move the mouse cursor around? Mm-hmm. They should put their effort into not into improving it. Not that there's anything wrong with it, just that. Well, they've already announced the first expansions about to come out. Yeah. In the next month or two. Cool. I yeah, guess you'll have a report name, on that. Maybe, maybe. It's going to be relatively cheap, supposedly. Cool. Well, the game itself wasn't that expensive, so, you know. Well, yeah, but that, that makes, means that the DLC should be even less expensive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
or maybe they'll just capitalize on its popularity now. Who knows? And you know, from what they said about the DLC, I don't know how how worth it it is yet. Need to see like a full sort of feature list. Because it's just like, oh, you can have two more different types of zoning that basically perform the same as the normal zoning, apart from related to the day-night cycle that they're introducing now. Mm. And it's like, that doesn't seem like a bonus. That actually seems like it'd be more trouble than it's worth, because it's like, oh, because you're you making basically like zoning commercial for nighttime entertainment, like nightclubs and stuff, oh, it sure. just creates a load, a, like loads of traffic during the night and then not so much during the day. And it's like, I think I just prefer to have constant traffic. Yeah, spread out. <laughs> That's more, like, more manageable that way. Although, Still, it's although, an interesting wrinkle, nonetheless, to have like proper like. Well, I wonder whether it, whether the daylight cycle will actually affect traffic for everything. Because in theory, like most commercial buildings, shouldn't have any traffic during the night. <laughs> no, <laughs> in reality, in fairness, a lot probably wouldn't have that much traffic during the day. It will be rush hours. Yeah, exactly. But they couldn't model rush hours because of the way the time worked in the game anyway. Because it doesn't. It's not related to. The... There's no time of day, is there? Is well, there? there's no time of day, but there's also no like time. There's no like rush hours or anything because that was something that SimCity did technically try and do. Oh yeah, of course. Because they had their daylight day night cycle actually matter mm. the commuting back to the forwards of everyone. Yeah, except apart children. from the fact that the, yeah, that people would go to different workplaces and different houses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, like City Skylines, just basically got rid of that, and there was no cycle. It was just like constant. So I don't know whether they're going to try and reintroduce that. Because what they actually, like, that was the thing about it. It was like everyone just wanted better simulation. But that's not going to mm. happen in an expansion, probably. No. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, it sounds like they're making baby steps to try and add stuff. But, you know, underneath the simulation t- style is going to be the same, right? Yeah, probably. They probably can't change that. Why is it I mean, such a hard problem to do this simulation of cities? I mean, obviously it's really complicated, but I mean, you know, we've come a long way since some city 2000 or whatever in terms of computers. Isn't it one of those problems where everything is kind of connected to everything? Everything else, right? Yeah, there's no, it's not just a, a, a particularly linear dependency, is there? Everything kind of has problems caused by every other element of the city yeah with some exceptions obviously like you know i guess some of the maintenancey things like water and power probably don't have too much of an impact say on you getting to school in the morning Mm. um but you know there are some exceptions to that but there's a great what can affect a single person is immense yeah it's true so maybe it is a problem, a very difficult problem to logically define if you're modelling it person by person, or at least agent by agent, as they call it. Yeah, it just seems like there should be ways to cheat that that make it not as good as that, but still better than it seems to be. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea <laughs> why it's so hard, but I'm sure there's good reason. Well, it's like you could still do it with with like this even with this the way City Skyline does its simulation at the moment I think you could you could you could allow people to like man basically manually improve the system by just giving them like much finer grain control if they wanted to it's like Mm. if you could actually assign which lanes of which road are like turning lanes where it's like only 
you can only turn left at this junction or you like one lane goes forwards or whatever. If you could actually do that on a per junction basis, you could like basically solve the problems that the inherently not incredibly accurate traffic simulation creates. Oh, sure. Yeah, you would have the tools to basically fudge the simulation in a way that would work. Yeah, because you could see where it's like, well, all these people are dumb and all uh, all trying to get in the left lane to turn left. So let's just make it so they can't and then they'll have to spread out to the next junction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the sort of thing that it seems like you could put in in an expansion. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of what you could do. Could you do any of that stuff more in, like, you know, um, rush hour Sub-city compared to City 4? Yeah, yeah, to some extent. And, like, that mod that came out with all the extra road parts and stuff. Mm. But then in SimCity 4, the simulation was even less detailed, technically. Depends, doesn't it? I guess in this case, it's one of those things where it's like, where do you, what part parts of the city do you need to simulate more of, and what parts do you need to simulate less of? I kind of agree. I think that actually adding fine grained lane control to traffic planning and stuff like that is an important thing. That seems, I don't think anyone's ever nailed it properly, right? Or never gone down to the detail that perhaps that stuff needs. Yeah. Because traffic is an incredibly complicated problem on its own. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, to some extent, you think that they don't want to do it because they it's like uh, they don't want to alienate people with, by making it too complicated but i think you can just have it be like a two level system like, yeah, like if, if you, you don't want to lay, do it, lay it the roads to a certain extent but if you get into it you can actually yeah i suppose say lay the roads down until you have a problem right yeah. and then and then maybe the game eases you through like i know if you've got a traffic problem do you want to try these tricks to try and yeah to try and help it out, but you know, it, perhaps it's only presented to you, or perhaps it's only necessary if there's a problem. I mean, you know, they've made the game so it functions, you know, fine as it is up to a point. Mm. I mean, well, I mean, they've got achievements or whatever for reaching a hundred thousand population, and you can do that with the with it just by default. Mm. But you could probably make it much better if you <laughs> you had the options to fiddle around with things. Yeah. This is a slight aside, but like traffic junctions in GTA are a lot better than they used to be, like in terms of the cars and stuff and the simulation of them moving around and things. Like, they, they, it actually seems a lot better, like a lot more real, like all the cars coming up to the junction and they're all slightly, you know, they're not in a straight line, they're all slightly off to the side and stuff. And then they make decisions based on like, sometimes they do crash, but it's quite rare and when it happens like they're all reacting to each other and and like literally like flipping each other the bird and stuff and <laughs> you know and then there's people being chased through by the police and everything and everyone else slowing down and reacting to that and it's like how do they manage to do all of this stuff has got so much better like and this isn't a junk well, thing because because that's in a way that's because gta only generates all of that Based like the one on the fly, the yeah, you're yeah. On. yeah, exactly. The one you're so on. you can so, turn around, and the car you'll be looking at is sometimes gone. Like I, I got. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, 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 I basically watched some kids play GTA Five on a PlayStation the other day. Right, okay. <laughs> and it was um, yeah, the, the stuff that stuff happens frequently. Like they, they basically had a thing against the car that looks a bit like a mini. Right, and yeah, because so, because it, it was it's basically built like granite, so it's a cool, cool thing to basically drive. Apparently, <laughs> so, whilst whilst you've got five star cops on you. Right, and uh, so they were hunting. Whenever they saw one, it's like get the mini, get the mini, get the and of course mini. it would go around the corner and disappear. Right, yeah. totally. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I get the game stopped modeling it past the visual. 
I think that, that seems to happen less in the in the PC version, but it definitely still happens. But it, oh, I yeah, think presumably, anything... because this was a PS3 version specifically, right, so you okay. know, presumably they're working within limitations of you know that of first version of GTA Five. Yeah, yeah, I reckon the PS4 version would probably be a bit better on that stuff because I'm 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 constantly surprised because I know so many old GTAs. I'm constantly surprised when you come out. You, you 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 know you left your car outside and you went in a shop and you did something or you did something quite extended and you came back and it's like it's still there what yeah <laughs> that stuff is like a lot better these days um but yeah absolutely but i did see one thing the other day there's always little bits of behavior that some guy some programmers put in at some point like i was i was walk, walking through a or i was driving through a posh area uh, and there's lots of sports cars in those areas but one of them did that dickhead thing of like doing a burnout at the lights yeah, right. Revving the engine and speeding off. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's so dumb. Why did they put that cool, in the game? <laughs> that's awesome. And the way that if you hit them, they, that, did I just say this? But they literally have, I have animated like, like wank sign, wanker signs and two fingers up. Oh, yeah. Well, you, stuff. Can, <laughs> you can make, you can make your, your guy do that, can't you? Like, if you're, can if you, you put your fists out, if you think if you've got the fist selected as a weapon, well, then right. you look around. There's like the emotes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah no, I, you, I think you can do that in single as well. You can just, uh, like, if you look around in, whilst driving a car and uh, you've got your fist selected and you try and punch, I think it just flips a bird. Nice. Like, okay. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm going to have to do, start doing that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, cities. Yeah, well, that, that, that's happening. Gamescom, back to Gamescom. Killer Instinct has been renewed for a third season of characters. Oh, okay. Is that still, still going, going on? on? Uh, well, no, I haven't really played it since season two started, if I'm honest. Um, there's some stuff in that they've added that I think would be cool to try, but I haven't bought season two, so it's like I won't be trying the right. new characters and stuff. But And I, I go through waves with fighting games anyway, and I'm on a bit of a, nope, I... Not sure I care about fighting games at the moment, sort of phase, which is annoying because it happened like after, soon after I started playing Skullgirls, which I really quite liked. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm done with fighting games. I think I can't play them when it's warm weather because you get so like, like trying to manipulate your hands at the speed those games require. That it's just like that com- combined with the uh, humid heat of a UK summer, uh, just it's not a pleasurable time. Some UK summers. This one. UK. This this UK summer. Yeah, we're doing well. Um, and the crazy news apart of that was they're adding Rash from Battletones to the lineup as a sort of like while you're waiting, here's another character. So there's a Battletoad in Killer Instinct. Uh, okay, I guess that makes sense given they just released the rare yep. collection. What's it called? Rare replay. Rare replay. Yeah. Which I will probably end up getting because it looks cool. Oh, really? You're gonna uh, get that? Yeah, I might get it. It's it's, it's kind of neat. I mean, I, some of that stuff it's kind of difficult to play because I don't like without perhaps this version of it because uh, I never I never had all of the N64 stuff, for instance, and I never had Jet Force Gemini. I never had Blast Core. No, which everyone seems to love. Um, I can't imagine they play playing. that well these days. Apparently, Blast Core is still pretty good. Oh, really? Cool. But like, it's still somewhat. Hold- it's simplistic, but somehow holds up in its own own charming way. Uh, Jet Force probably doesn't. I'd imagine that's probably garbage. Um, but you know, any any excuse perhaps to get that odd moment where a perfect dark session. That'd be interesting to play through Perfect Dark again. 
I don't know. Yeah, see if that original holds up. Because the, the version they put on there is the remastered one they did on the 360 a few years back. It is, okay. So it's, it's that version of it running. I, I think it's that version anyway, running in the uh, the new emulator's mode. Mm. But new back compat. So it's a port, uh, we... it's a port running in emulation. It, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Although all the N64 stuff that's on there is basically running an N64 emulator under the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. On, on this version, so yeah. Um, there's rumors about whether or not they'll they'll be well. There's rumors flying around that they're going to be doing DLC for Rare Replay, and so really? the the current the current top. Uh, rumor is basically, oh, they're actually going to do that live and reloaded version of Conquer, then, aren't they? Rather than having the N64 version, they'll put the Xbox, um... the OG Xbox version in as DLC. Okay. Which is the vastly superior version. Mm, yeah. I forgot that existed. It was good. It was a really good remake. Before remakes were really a thing, I guess. I wish I knew what happened to my Xbox. I don't know where it went. I got trying. I, I did think to myself the other day. I should probably try and find where mine is. It's in the it's in the loft somewhere. Hmm. I think. I think you had a crystal one, didn't you? Or no, a green. Yeah, one. I, uh, no, I had a crystal. Oh. Zach had the green, I think. No, no, I had black one. You had a black. Uh, someone, I mean, you had a black. Well, I had, I had a black, obviously. Cause... Yeah, because you had the you got it way before all of us. Yeah, I got it pretty early. It wasn't launched though, but it was pretty early. They were really expensive on launch. I remember that, or at least yeah. to my mind, they were like three hundred fifty quid or something. I can't remember. Yeah, which, that was expensive for, for a console at the time when they yeah. first launched. It was it was a lot of money. Uh, I think I got mine for a hundred just before Halo Two came out. Mm. Like back in the days where getting a console for a hundred pounds was plausible. Mm. I think I got my N sixty four for that as well. Before that, yeah. Oh, uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, uh, my notes have all gone the wrong direction. Come back. Um, Mojang have announced a new game. Or Mojang, sorry, as it's now officially known. Apparently. Yeah. Even though that's not what he said. Yeah. Uh, they've announced a game called Cobalt, which appears to be a side-scrolling multiplayer shooter, 2D platformy shooter thing. Like maybe mercenary kings, but faster and better. Uh, okay, like kind of side, different direction side, for them. Side on but two D. Yeah, but, side uh, on two D. So a bit like awesome notes, I guess, in a way. Like soldat, but faster. <laughs> yeah, like soldat. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'd forgotten about soldat. <laughs> that game was stupid. Yep, really stupid. <laughs> Any details? Uh, no, that's about it, really. They showed, they showed some footage of it. Like, the robots seem to be rolling spears of death kind of thing. They, 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 they walk around for a bit, and then they can roll up and to get around quickly. I'm glad they're uh, trying new things, because, like, they have absolutely zero chance of, like, matching Minecraft in any way, ever. Um, well, yeah, after they cancelled the Scrolls project, you know, yeah. it's like, well, they... I guess that they needed something to do. And did they cancel the the one with the stupid spaceship, whatever, that was based on the microprocessor? Uh, I think that got canned I, as well. Well, I'm not sure that was ever an official Mojang project. I think like oh, was that Notch just not? was doing that. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. 
Fair enough. But yeah, so I would assume that we'll never see the light of day as well. Uh, Dark Souls 3 made an appearance again, and it definitely looks like Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the so, Dark Soulist of Dark Souls, isn't it? It's the, it's I guess the main, it's the, the Souliest. Guy, <laughs> the Souliest, because it's the dude that made Dark Souls, isn't it? Well, I thought the dude that made Dark Souls also made Bloodborne, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah, but he but that was different intentionally, wasn't it? And but he wasn't involved yeah. in two, is that right, or as much? I, I think that's right. Yes. So this is like him returning to the Dark Souls dude returning to Dark Souls. All right. Basically, yeah, and it, and it looks like Dark Souls, which to me means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not that I would never like that game. I'm pretty sure I would never like those games. Although I'm sort of I am tempted heard of... watching watching Dark Souls too, watching Ho play that. It looks kind of I don't know in a kind of perverse a, way. I think if you were that may be the the ideal situation to play it in, though. Don't play it alone. Play it with someone so you're kind yeah. of in the fight together. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing of going like, through well, all the struggles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to be the ideal way to play that. Probably. You're going to get frustrated after a while, though, if you're watching someone fail over and over again. Oh, sure. Yeah. Have something else to do whilst you're sat in their room, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Have some meteos to crush or something. I don't know. Meteos. Um, then they showed some Homefront, the, the second Homefront game that nobody is excited for. Third Homefront game. Is it the third? They made Homefront 2, didn't they? Did they? I thought this was Homefront 2. Unless that got cancelled at some point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's been talk of Homefront 2 before. I really don't know. I really I don't care. No. Who's it? made Homefront? It's, it's... Oh boy, I don't know. That's not quite well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who makes it, but. Because well, basically, because I don't care. The first game was so like oh, under- yeah. well, underwhelmed. First one was poop. Yeah, well known for being kind of poop. <laughs> well known with a theoretically good idea. Yeah, there's nothing exactly wrong with like the whole American soil as being invaded concept. I mean, technically, you could argue that COD, COD got there first. Ugh. Like. Freaking Red Alert 2 got there first. Did it, though? Well, yeah. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 had a whole section where... Didn't it come out before that? Or at least very close to the same time? No, I think Homefront was after Modern Warfare 2. Um, It's not like Modern Warfare 2 had that much American stuff, really. Homefront 2 didn't happen. Oh, okay. This is Homefront 2, effectively. (laughs) When did Homefront 2 get cancelled? doesn't say the wiki page I have right here just says so it's, the se- it's the sequel <laughs> to Homefront yeah who knows again who knows this is my phrase of the day who knows uh, so Deep Silver and Dan Buster Studios are the teams behind it again <laughs> shrug well Deep Silver should be making their zombie game shouldn't they popping it off apart from that yeah that's mysteriously disappeared I, has that been properly canned or do we, like D- Dead Island 2 yeah it's because someone else came and made their game for them and then they were like shit <laughs> they've stolen our market well no actually it was yeah the original team ended up making um, Dying Light didn't they which people seem to like yeah and then um, Deep Silver I think someone kept hold of um, 
they they kept hold of the the Dead Island IP at least made that trailer. We haven't seen anything of it since. Yep. Dead Island again. Another game I really don't care about. Yeah. Sorry, internet. Uh, FIFA 16 happened. Oh, but yeah, we didn't actually talk about what Homefront actually looked like. It looked like it looked kind of crap. It just looked like a military shooter. It's open world now, but really? it looked a bit like it just looked like you know. A Medal of Honor style game in a way. Mm. They have they stopped that whole Medal of Honor thing where they were trying to do a Call of Duty. I think they gave well, up. I think on that they're idea. doubling down on Battlefield for now. Aren't they? Oh yeah, they <laughs> like, are. Just put they? Battlefield on everything. Yeah. Are they going to do a stupid massive story in the next Battlefield then? Or uh, what is the next Battlefield? <laughs> in fairness, they have in three and four. They have put story bits in, haven't they? Yeah, They've I know. Kind of I know. crap. Are they going to keep going with that? Oh, who cares? And they're not doing it for Star Wars, at least, which is probably good. Yeah. You know, for Battlefront doesn't have a stupid single-player mode, so that's cool. I didn't didn't know that. I didn't know that they outright said that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I don't know if it has bots, probably. But it has that cult mode, so that's got to be mm. AI-driven. Or a horde mode or something, isn't it? Yeah. FIFA 16 had to show up, really. You know, European games content, like conference, EA have to show up and say, football! So um, they did. That was, a, that was a pretty annoying pitch. Not quite uh, as annoying as uh, the EA uh, one, but the uh, E3, though, I don't think. I, it was pretty irritating. That, that music, <laughs> the background music they had was way too loud, so the guy was having to shout really loud to get himself Well, they didn't there. follow it up with a 30-minute Pele interview. No, so. that's true. There was no Pele. Well, that's good. They, and they only referred to it as the beautiful game like a few hundred times. So it's <laughs> and it's like it's just the, the amount of detail they go into talking about FIFA Ultimate Team, and it's like, oh yeah, now the legends like will get on better if they come from the same country. And it's like, great, great. This is press conference worthy stuff. It's like, oh, and we're adding some more legends that will only be available on Xbox. Right. Like, great. Okay. Brilliant. Some players. A name next to a model of a, a 3D model of a person. Oh, dude, yeah, on a, on a, that might occasionally be on a card that might be gold in colour. <laughs> Who cares? I don't know. It is, it, is always, it is the most played bit of any football game ever, supposedly. FIFA Ultimate Team, but, or FUT, as he referred to it once. Really? Um, how, how, how is that true? Because the internet. Because since they could actually statistically track this, I guess. Right, I guess. Yeah, more people play that than any other game mode on games since they went online. I suppose is how they're tracking that. Right. Okay, that makes sense. How would you feel about a Liverpudlian doing uh, Halo Five commentary? Commentary, as in like multiplayer esports commentary. Um, I feel ambivalent. He wasn't that Liverpool. He was. He was quite Liverpool. He wasn't like hardcore though, because then no one would be able to understand him. No, true. But he was saying Halo Five Guardians, <laughs> which I found hilarious. That's <laughs> quite <laughs> Halo Five Guardians. <laughs> oh, it's great, Craig Charles thing. <laughs> but boy, did they do Halo Five a bit of a disservice here. They like. Microsoft have been very, very good at staying clear of any kind of multiplayer um, esports bullshittery until now. 
where they decided to have um, two very fast-talking Halo 5 esports people talk over a highlight reel of a Halo 5 CTF game. Okay. It was pretty awkward. And What, they just played the highlight reel and had these guys talk over it? Yeah, basically trying to like say, hey, look, Halo f- isn't Halo 5 good for esports, right? Right? When they've kind never of, really tried like, that before. Okay. Nope. No one should try that. Esports define themselves, right? Yeah, they like, just a come game naturally, become, don't they? Yeah. And then if you then support the game to make it easier for people to do esports stuff with the game, then fine. But no, they're going all in straight out. I mean, this. I guess Dota 2 was kind of designed for it to be an esport, but like that yeah, was based sure. on Dota or whatever, so which already you was. Know, it had already kind of been a thing, yeah. yeah. So, you know, why not? Uh, Halo hasn't ever quite, I don't think, set the world on fire in the same way. Sure, there are pro Halo teams and stuff like that, but it's never. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like you would associate or... with it. No. Um, so it does seem at least that, like so the whole point of this was to try and show you that the game has like decent features by which you could explain how plays happened and stuff like that, and be able to annotate effectively. Um, what just happened? Well, what it wasn't totally clear is like whether these highlight reels have been like well prepared afterwards, or if the game was actually making these nice little, oh, okay, here's what just happened kind of cutaways for you. Mm. Um, that was that. Yeah, that was very. I, I imagine that isn't the case. I'd imagine this all has to be hand edited or something. But at least they were. They looked like kind of cool tools. If that you know the results looked good. Don't get me wrong, but. Just don't force this on people. I hate it when they force it on people. No one likes it. Nobody mm. likes it. Although, watching the actual multiplayer footage, it did make me think, yeah, you know what, Halo 5, yeah, the end's probably looks pretty good. What, from a multiplayer perspective? Yeah, yeah. I well, I really enjoyed cool the beta. Anyway. Yeah. I really enjoyed the beta, and I have been playing a bit of Halo 2 again recently, and it turns out, I don't think Halo 2 has aged that well. I suck no. so bad at it now. Mm. Like, so bad. Well, they would have done better showing not CTF. <laughs> yeah. Because CTF is the most boring game right now. Because it's not actually any fighting. It's like people throwing flags to themselves. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that's how you transport a flag in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And they they sort of made, they, they did make a deal of that, didn't they? They say, hey, you can throw the flag again. Great. <laughs> It was always done where, like, they came to the point where, after a couple of Halo games, they were like, okay, if you're carrying the flag, you can now use a handgun as well, so you can actually shoot while carrying the flag. It's like, oh, yeah. that doesn't actually matter, because you're never actually fighting carrying the flag, because as soon as you see someone to fight, you just throw it. <laughs> yeah. And you're half the time, you're just throwing it anyway, because mm. you're transporting it quicker by throwing it. <laughs> Might as well get rid of the whole idea of actually carrying it and just having it attached to your back. Yeah. Like it used to in the old days. Because yeah. honestly, that's basically what it does. <laughs> well, that's always been Halo's thing, hasn't it? Like, you pick up an object that has to be in your hands. Yes, which was fine in theory, apart from that, not how the game works. Yeah. It only matters in, like, Oddball, where you actually have to hold it. <laughs> or Bomb, I suppose. It did kind of work in Bomb. And there was a specific level back in, I think it was Halo 1, maybe, or it might have been one of the Halo 2 levels, where there was a grate that players couldn't get through, but you could throw the flag through. <laughs> That's even more that one. Yeah. So you'd have to be quite organized to sort that out. Uh, I did think to myself, though, whilst watching some of that multiplayer, it's like, you know what? This would work on PC. Not a problem. Now that they've sped the game up and stuff like that, there's 
this would I have absolutely no reason to believe this would suck on PC. It would be great. Mm. That won't happen though. They'll it'll... nope. No, never gonna happen. But I you can buy it on never, your PC never. as long as you have suppose... an Xbox in the other room and you can connect. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it might happen. It's not like they haven't done Halo games on PC before. It's just been a very long time, and but. Mm. Yeah, you know, like they probably won't. In the same well, way, Forza will probably never get a would never get a PC release. What's the latest Halo game on PC? Like two, isn't it? Did they release three on PC? I don't think so. No, and anyway, they've only ever gone up, gone as far as two. And two took ages. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, Halo One took forever. Like, the delay between those those releases was enormous. That's true. Yeah, but Halo One had like new shit in it, like multiplayer. People did play the multiplayer yeah, yeah. that on PC, weirdly. Yeah, Halo that was one. how it got popular. Really. Yeah. Had a good mod community. Uh, quick Rainbow Six trailer that I didn't totally understand why it was there. Just like, because they wanted to show the German police forces or the uh, French police forces. Oh, yeah, they, that's right. They did make a bit of a, a hanging camera shot on, on those, didn't they? Uh, then they showed an extended combat gameplay sequence from Tomb Raider. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I suppose it should be called. I don't really know if you exactly call that a combat game sequence. It was a stealth game sequence. Well, we're saying top Otherwise known as retardedly hiding in bushes and walking completely exposed in people's field of view where they don't ever see you because it's dark. The stealth is dumb. <laughs> the stealth was dumb in the first game. The stealth still looks dumb in, the first, in this game. But I kind of... I'm, I'm okay with this game's approach to stealth because it isn't so... Because it's very, very, very forgiving. I hate stealth in the best of times. Oh, yeah. And it's like this kind of, because it makes it easy, I don't care. I and think the, it's all right. And then they also did the incredibly dumb thing of <laughs> mark and execute with a bow, where yep. you put multiple arrows on the bow and shoot multiple people at the same that's time. so stupid. <laughs> like, that's not how bows work. That is so stupid. Like they seem to have just, they seem to be borrowing a lot of mechanics from other games. Like there's that. There also seems to be that Last of Us style mid-fight crafting system. Yeah, uh, to make molotovs and stuff, which seemed a bit weird. Um, and of course, completely useless. Like I'm going to molotov this one guy because yeah. <laughs> he just happens to be standing in an open window where I can throw this really easily. I did have a slight <laughs> side thought whilst this was happening. Like you know that thing where every game does this now, where people move through bushes, right? Yeah. You can't fucking do that. No. <laughs> no one can do that. That's true. Bushes are really hard to get through. <laughs> They're pretty thick. If you tried they... to go through a bush, you'd actually make more noise than if you didn't go through the bush. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. The thing is, they can't, even though they can make quite lush foliage now, they can't really make grass thick enough to actually obscure you know, that you can wade through that actually obscures. I don't know. You know what I mean? There is stuff that you can push through that isn't a full-on bush, isn't mm. there, in real life? Well, it's know, just grass, isn't it, basically? Exactly, it's grass, big, yeah. Big grasses. Or... They don't have, like, you have, like, you don't have, like, continuous passageways of bush like they do in that too, right? You mm. have, like, a wall, like, an in, like a screen that you push through. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that obscures line of sight. You don't have, like, a thing that you hide into. <laughs> yeah. Like a cloud of foliage. And <laughs> then you can just sit inside. Foliage grenades. That's my new thing. Someone needs to come up with a game where there's a foliage grenade to hide in. So how did Tomb Raider look compared to, like... Because, honestly, the... I mean, I mean, visually, it looks great. But how did it look compared to, because, like, 
there's two. How many sequences have we seen of the new Uncharted? Because there's the crazy one with the chase and everything that we've seen, mm. but the but the one with the combat sequence looked yeah, really sort of cool stuff. in the cliffside stuff. Cool. How did it compare yeah. to that? It was in a way, it's kind of hard to tell because this was all done at night, right. so it was it was very dark. You were seeing a lot of the the flame effects, and you know, uh, like the lighting looks great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I really don't know. I don't know which of the two I preferred because the, uh, the problem I had with the Uncharted thing is everything has that slight plasticine look to it. Mm. I think a lot of next-gen graphics sort of suffer from. Right, the, yeah. It, there's some new filter that everyone loves that makes everything look a little bit... Like, it rounds everything, but at the same time makes it look all clay. Right, yeah. Um, whereas this didn't appear to have... Room. Yeah, this this didn't appear to have, have look look like that. So I guess that's something in Tomb Raider's favor, and you know the bit in the when she's like bobbing around in the water looked just fine, um, looked pretty good. Don't know, I you know hard to judge. I want, I, if we if we saw some combat during the day from Tomb Raider, maybe we'd have a better comparison. But, uh, due out November thirteenth. There we go. Oh, not long then. Well, we're coming up to. Games time, I guess, in a few months. Yeah, for the games to come and, out, and then they dropped their final surprise <laughs> that they were making a Halo game for next year, fall of next year, on Xbox and Windows Ten. Can you guess what it is? Yeah, um, hold on. What's the what's the dual stick shooter one? Oh, oh! No, it's not that. Not that. Uh-huh. It's not Spartan Assault uh, or what the uh, whatever the uh, sequel was called, Spartan something. Mm, Spartan. Why are we doing this again? Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's Halo Wars. It totally is Halo Wars. Lols. <laughs> <laughs> All units. All units. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, creative <laughs> assembly, no less. Oh my goodness. Have have been granted. Well, Sega has allowed Creative Assembly to work on this. Creative Assembly haven't made a like a sort of I don't know standard RTS in the vein of like Command and Conquer, Starcraft, and and Dawn of War um, for like. Do, have they ever made one of those games? Because they're all their well, ones who, are who like more complex. Who made the first Halo Wars? Oh, who knows? Who made the first Halo Wars? Was it the Age of Empires team? Who even are they? I can't remember. Yeah, probably. But yeah, you're right. It's like I don't think I don't necessarily associate Creative Assembly with making. A well, obviously, they make real time dumb games, RTSs. I guess, but they're but different. Yeah. They're very different. Oh yeah, so, they're very different. They're, they're and obviously, they're, they're, they're making a licensed Total War game for Warhammer or whatever right now. <laughs> yes, um, with the dumbest name in the world. What's it called? Total War Warhammer. Total War Warhammer. <laughs> Did they? They changed it around, didn't they? Did they? So it was. No, I think it is no. Total War Warhammer, I think is the official name. But it should have just Warhammer, been Total, Total Warhammer. War. Yeah, but surely, like, they're all, aren't they? Haven't they been? Oh, no, they changed it around, didn't they? Because it used to be the first game was Shogun Total War, and then it was like Rome Total War, and at some point they switched it around, didn't they? So now it's like Total War Rome Shogun 2 or, two. or Shogun yeah. 2 Total War. They, I don't they think decided... they changed it back for Attila. I think Attila was Attila Total War. Right. Because it's better, the original way around. 
Like Warhammer yeah. Total War makes perfect sense as a name. Total War Warhammer sounds, sounds, sounds a bit terrible. better. <laughs> yeah. Should have just been Total Warhammer. Let's be honest. But well, that's a bit too dumb. But yeah. Um, Ensemble Studios were the guys that made the first Halo Wars. Who yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure I think they are did the, do it. Uh, Age of Age Empires, Empires guys. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. they are. That's a bit of a fall from grace from them after Emp- Age of Empires two. Well, here's the thing: Halo Wars wasn't a terrible game. It's just like no, it's just the fact like that you it was have just on the 360 was a bit was a bit yeah, weird. You have to hugely compromise an RTS to work with a with a console interface. Yeah. I think. I mean, they kind of, they they definitely nailed the look, didn't they? And they made you know it looked Halo, and it had yeah. enough of a story there to make it Halo-y. So, you know, that was how they that was how they. Uh, um, presented this at the show. They were like, "Oh, we've got this this story that needs finishing," <laughs> and everyone was like, "What? Oh God, Halo Wars? Yeah, that had a story, didn't it?" <laughs> yeah. So that's happening. Yeah, and it'll be on PC. So maybe they won't make too many concessions. Who knows? Will we still have an all units key on the PC? Press space oh, I really to hope select so. all units. Yeah. Many, many units. All units. How, that must have been totally. How did that even work? Because if you select all units, there's like you can't have people guarding your base or anything. Could you make uh, groups? Yeah. Or anything? Well, no, I think it was a way of selecting everything on the screen. Ah, uh, maybe that was. Or it. selecting everything of a certain unit type on screen. Right. I think that was kind of how it worked. It gets um, a bit too complicated after that, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you basically just did all units. <laughs> and that was Gamescom. There was um, some other news came out around Gamescom though that was a uh, uh, a little bit interesting. Um, in that Call of Duty has officially switched to the PS4 as its competitive platform of choice. So they have an official but, platform. Yeah, choice. well, I guess you know when you when you're playing like a uh, you know the competitive versions of those games, there's always a a platform of choice, isn't it? Like for fighting games, like at Evo, they always have, this is the platform we're I running it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, COD has officially moved to PlayStation, like further cementing the the fact that Microsoft has just let let go, basically, of it, or that, or that Activision have moved to the more popular console. <laughs> yeah, after they just only just announced that they were making a controller that was pretty much specifically designed for competitive Duty. Well... <laughs> You know, now that, they're, now that they're doing the World Halo Championships, like, the Elite Controller still has a place, I suppose. The Elite Controller. Did you see they were selling that for half price on Amazon, which is still like 80 quid or whatever it is? Well, oh, blimey. Yeah, when you said half price, I was like, ooh, really? And it's like, oh yeah, 80 quid, shit, that's still oh, a lot. Oh, it's something high, like 70 or 80, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest will be getting an expansion by the end of this year. It's good news for me, because I finished with that game. Uh, and possibly the craziest news of all, Peter Dinklage is being removed from Destiny. Oh, yeah. Total replacement. To be replaced with Nolan North. Of course. The man yeah. of video games. Well, they've said why. It's very obvious, isn't it, why they're... Yeah, it, ma- it makes perfect sense. He's actually yeah, available they're... to record new lines, like at the drop of yeah. a hat, because that's his freaking job, is to make... Voiceovers yeah, it, make, it, make, it makes perfect sense. They couldn't get hold of Dinklage to do more VO, or probably couldn't afford him. More than the I choice, think they just and couldn't get no one has been, and no one's been particularly happy with his ghost performance, shall we say? Apart from Brad Schumacher. 
Uh, but <laughs> that was the same. This seems Ooh. sensible. Yeah. Well, that was the, that line didn't even make it to the final <laughs> game. I know, but it was so awesome. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I, yeah. So that's that's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's ever happened before, but it kind of makes sense that it needs to in this case. Mm. They could have just come up with a different ghost and said, "Hey, this is this is." Lady Ghost or something, and then get Cortana to play her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. News. Uh, other news: Dirty Bomb came out. The free-to-play shooter with possibly the it's pretty old, pretty old bit of news that is. Oh, I know, but it, it officially came out of beta. Um, it's been out. It's been playable for a long time, but it officially came out of beta. Um, and apparently it's pretty good if it wasn't a cheater's paradise. Like, there's no anti-cheat built into the game, so apparently it's completely overrun mm. with hacks. Don't play that game. It's basically the advice. Okay. It seems a shame, because I actually kind of liked it. and I, I've seen uh, Kipper's play a bunch of it, and it seemed pretty well made. It seemed like a pretty good thing, but people. People have ruined it. It's always people, uh, isn't it? Have you noticed it's that? It's always people. Yeah, it's always it's always a person. Or like uh, a group zomb- of people, or I don't know. <laughs> In this case, yes. A group of individuals. It's the same with freaking Hitler and the Nazis. It's people, isn't it? A group of people <laughs> ruining everything. I don't know. Never be with anyone. Freaking people, yeah. Lock yourself up. They freaking killed Jesus. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> People. Uh, Zombie U comes out as the now titled game Zombie, Zombie on Steam. And we'll probably get a console release too, I'm guessing. I think it has, yeah. Or it is getting a console release. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Thing, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to know how they've done it exactly because that game used Wii U stuff extensively. Hmm. Like you know, there were moments where you had to be looking at the gamepad, for instance, and because you, and, and then the game may, took advantage of the fact that you're distracted, right, by doing things in the world. On, yeah, effectively. So, uh, like, presumably they're going to have to make the game now look down at some device or something while you're doing something. But the there was that you could, I think it probably added something. You know, when you're looking at the device and you could look up and see what's look at the main TV to still see what was going on or something. You know, atmospherically, that seems like an awesome idea. But, but at least more people can now play it now because that game is relatively well received. So, and is continuing to be well received, even if it doesn't look like a totally modern game. But it's being released at a decent price, so yeah, no one cares. It's all good. No one cares in a good way. I mean, I couldn't remember which get which platform that launched. Where there was like. Of course, it's Zombie U, so it's obvious it's the Wii U. But I was like, mm. was that a Wii game? What? How long ago was that? Because of course, it was a launch game, and it's like, well, it was launch, how, yeah. How long was that? Three years now. Probably. The Wii U's been around for three years. Blimey. Yeah, it's been a while. It really has failed, hasn't it? Because it's only now getting good. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, true. Because I always think when whenever they talk about NX or whatever that like um hold on you know Wii U only just came out in my mind 
but they didn't because nothing come no. out for it. So I keep thinking, give them a chance to come up with some games. And no, it's like, wait, no, it's been three years. Like, we, we only got interesting really over the last 12 months. So. Yeah. Hey, Zach, did they ever fix your plan to your annihilation problems? <laughs> no, they just deleted the complete off Steam and re-released it as a new game. Yeah. Rolls. They've done that. Dicks. Uber, Uber have made a a, a a expanded version of the game called Planetary Annihilation Titans. That were apparently so much of an expansion they couldn't make it as a DLC, which is bollocks. Yeah. It's like twenty-one units. <laughs> yeah, but then again, that's, didn't the game basically have twenty-one units? Yeah, pretty much. With, so it's like it's double game, double the game. Except not really, because it's, like, game. it's the it's the same game. Oh, yeah, sure. Just adding a bunch of different units doesn't actually improve it at all. No, it depends if they if it unscrews a lot of the balance issues and I don't think it will because there was issues. no strategy like what, there was no way to play strategically in that game because the mm. only strategy was just spam faster than the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that happened. They added multi-level terrain, which of course I guess becomes less and less pointless point well m- meaningful I suppose and as the game goes on and you're just using the giant cannons to bombard the surface well yeah there's like the, 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 you couldn't even checkpoints don't make any sense when you're on a sphere for a start because it's like it's, there's always another way there's someone way can come to, yeah. from the other side and it's like they're such small raised areas I don't it's like you couldn't like have defences around the edge of the raised area and then have your base in the middle because it's such a small area that just doesn't work sure. there's not enough interior area on the raid section that actually have something to protect. Unless you were protecting just like one super weapon right in the middle and you just had on like an extreme line of defensive turrets around it. Yeah. But even then, it would just get bombed from space. <laughs> or nuke. Or whatever. Or just, there's yeah, no, the there's no actual reason to use any tanks or ground units in that game ever. It's just a race to the super weapons. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how I used to play Total Annihilation in fairness. Yep. What's this game called? That, that's, oh, it's Planetary Annihilation, isn't it? Not Total Annihilation. Yeah, it's so close. Yep. Does it have the big bertha cannons of Doom? <laughs> I mean, there's not much point in yeah. that tiny. That could probably shoot the whole way around and blow itself up on one day's. Yeah, probably. Planets. If you could point them into space, that'd be cool. Just big bertha would just shoot at other planets with the <laughs> artillery. Oh, yeah, but then you could only shoot every now and then when the planets are in alignment or something. <laughs> That's why they have the unit cannon to yeah. fire between planets, but it's not really a unit cannon as such. It's just like a fast launch system. <laughs> they just go into orbit, essentially. So that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gearbox won its lawsuit with 3D Realms um, for the Duke Nukem name. <laughs> So they can make more stupid so, Duke games. Yeah, basically, my notes have have win in uh, in 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 quotation marks. <laughs> like, yeah, good good job, Gearbox. You've won that franchise. Everyone loves. God, nightmare. Yeah. And that's news. Unless if anyone else has got more news. No, I think that's it's time for what you've been playing because we've got about fifteen minutes left of this podcast. Yeah, oh, wait. We're, so, <laughs> we're so long. Okay, what are you playing? Playing. Zach, because Rob's been doing the news, so give him a breather. Well, you would, you would think with three weeks there'd be a lot of stuff to talk about, but as usual, I can't remember anything past one week ago, as is traditional. <laughs> and then, then there's been two weeks before one week ago. That's fine, it helps us out. Even more stuff to forget. <laughs> the main thing that I do remember is initially I was 
playing some Banished because, well, basically it was like I'd been playing Factorio mm. and then I was thinking about other games of that style, sort of. <laughs> Very sort of. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like management and supply chains and stuff. Mm. That's sort of what I was going for. And then I thought about Banished. And I was like, oh, I should go look at that and see what the mods are like nowadays. Oh, yeah. See if there's actually any decent, like, improved stuff there. So I fiddled around with downloading a couple of mods for that to see if there was anything particularly interesting, but not really. It suffers the same problem because I was, when I was thinking about Factorio modding as well, I realized that like one of the problems, which is also the same in Vanish, one of the problems that Factorio has is that it's not easy to do stuff that isn't like single output. Like you can have multiple inputs, but everything I realized when I was thinking about it, like every factory in Factorio, you have multiple inputs, but it's always single output. Mm. And that kind of limits the complexity of what you can do for like weird reactions and stuff. Like you can't have, you know, extra products or side products, like to make a secondary chain of production or whatever. I see, yeah, no byproducts. Yeah. And like Banish is basically the same thing. It's like you have single input, single output. Mm. And like the production, as I said, when I was talking about Banish the first time, the production chain wasn't that deep originally. And the, even the modded versions aren't that much better in terms of like that kind of thing. Really, or, or when I started playing Banish again, there was two things that I wanted. One of which I already knew about, which was a mod which had been there since almost the beginning, which was stockpiles that you can set to only accept one kind of Material, material. Okay. Yeah. You can't do it for the like storage buildings, which would be like that would help even more. There are like mods that give you specific types of building you can build to store different stuff, but that's not quite the same thing. It's like I just want sure. a generic building that I can toggle. Just make sure you don't stockpile all your matches next to this all this kindling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. Stop stockpile the, the firewood somewhere else, next to where the houses are, preferably. <laughs> Not next to where the forest is, because that's yeah, actually yeah. helpful. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I played a bit of that. And then the other thing I was looking for in the mods was like better terrain generation, as I always have in like that kind of game, like yeah, Minecraft yeah. or whatever. It's like I just want I want it to be less ran, less obviously randomly generated. Make the algorithms slightly better so it makes more interesting land formations. I see, yeah. But there isn't really much for that in in Banished. There's like one mod that has a bunch of different options, but they're basically as you can sort of tell when you look at it. But it's basically just like it takes the normal generation and then like For multiplies it or, or oh, I see, you know, or you know, modifies the size of the features. Where it's like when it makes a lake in when you have a lake generated in the banished map, it's always basically a circle and it's just like randomly positioned in the world. And sometimes a river goes through it, mm. and then you can see when it's like, oh, this is the Swamplands map, and it's clearly just like. It's just generated twelve or fifteen lakes. And it doesn't because they overlap. It creates the impression of a lot of water. But it's, it's like you can, always, you can see these very precise circles that are just randomly scattered over the land. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't forget banished video up on the happy side. <laughs> Don't forget this channel. video that's maybe two to, to like a year old or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and it's only in B, the start of B. We're nearly at C. Getting there. Maybe the next video will be C. You can enjoy Rob being confused by why tree trunks are like white and not yeah. brown. Birch. <laughs> the birch. So after I played that, I was thinking more about similar games, and I 
significantly considered going back to Sellers 2 again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Classic. It's a stalwart. Because yeah. I, I still have that, you know, I still have that version that works installed. Again. It's been a good few years since you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. But then I, when I started thinking about Settlers 2, I was like, the trouble with Settlers 2 is you have to wait like a really long time before replaying it. Because really the only good way to play that game is to go through the story missions mm. where you've actually got like a structure. Because yeah. like the random, where it's sort of just like a map and you just go, that's not actually that interesting because there's no, it's not really constrained by anything. Yeah. There's no specific rules of that level that make it a challenge. Yeah. So once I started thinking about, because when I started thinking about it and I realized I could remember what the missions were like, mm. I was like, I have, I've played it too recently. <laughs> I can remember all these missions and how it progresses and what you have to do to actually succeed. As the process of remembering it means that you've reset the clock on how long it should be. No, because you, you forget the remembering part <laughs> quite quickly. <laughs> it's because you haven't done it. You've only remembered it. <laughs> and that's how... You know, that's how you do it in school. Yeah, you you learn by doing it over and over, not yeah. by being told it over that's and over. That's fine, yeah, you forget the remembering part. <laughs> so when, after I was thinking about Settlers 2, I, then I was thinking about other games of a similar nature, as I said, like Factorio and Banished. And then I eventually remembered that I wanted, I've always wanted to get back to play Industry Giant 2 again. <laughs> yep. Trouble with that game is it doesn't fucking work in modern computers. Not because of Windows. It literally is incompatible with modern graphics cards past like the, the NVIDIA 6000 series. Oh, wow. Does it use like Direct 2D or whatever that old technology I'm was? I'm not even or... sure it is Direct 2D. I think it's like it, some weird its own rendering system or something that mm. just is completely incompatible past that old series of graphics cards and that, does it did it weird because can, can it not just run in software mode or whatever which did, obviously wouldn't tap into the hardware I don't or, think it really because it didn't really have like 3D well, yeah, it's, it's not it's not 3D graphics it's all sprite based mm. so it doesn't it, like it, it doesn't I guess it doesn't really use hardware mode technically yeah <laughs> it's always software mode and it's just not the right kind of software mode probably is direct 2D or something something like that so yeah, that doesn't fucking work. But there is like one singular patch that some, that some modders made many years ago that fixes it. Trouble with that is the, the patch only seems to exist on one shitty upload site on the entire internet. Because I was searching for ages trying to because I went to this one. It's like one crappy bullshit upload website of the classic kind where it's all download buttons all over the country. Yeah, yeah, I still that shit, and I was like, oh fuck. So I start downloading it off there, and it was like. It was all rate limited, so it's going to take a goddamn hour to download a hundred megs, and, <laughs> and then, but then after I started doing that, the, for some reason, the download just cut out at some point. I don't know if it was my internet or if it was just a random occurrence. The download stopped, and then it had a time limit on how often you could start download. Oh, and I was man. like, right, well, fuck this site then. So then I spent like a couple of hours Googling around to see if I could find anywhere else. But there's literally nowhere else on the internet that this patch exists. So I was like, well, I guess it's been a couple of hours. So now maybe it'll let me attempt to download the file. <laughs> and then eventually I got the damn thing. You should find somewhere that you can re- re-host it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Re-re-re-re-re. And it was very unhelpful that like the file name was just like NVIDIA fix. Oh, great. So... Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, if you type NVIDIA, if you type the file name like NVIDIA Fix 1.0, that is literally the only result. There's no other games that have ever been patched with a file name called NVIDIA Fix, (laughs) somehow. They probably have slightly more descriptive file names, like for industry, or something. Yeah, I guess. 
And this patch does do some slightly weird things, like by default the patch is in German, because Industry Giant was quite popular in Germany. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you can chase the in-game language back by just editing in any file, but the title screen, because it's an image, it just is in German. <laughs> like, right. It's like the name Industry Giant is in German. Hmm. Well, what's it, what is it in German? Well, it's industry, only it ends with an IE. Industry. And then it's like, I can't remember. I think it's Interest, giant. Interesting gigantic. Gigantic. <laughs> gigantic. Yeah, not quite gigantic. Just giant. And then, so eventually... Gigantic. If you say it like that, that's great. So once I got that installed and working, then there was one more slight problem to overcome, which is that it does technically run in widescreen resolution, except mm. it doesn't. It's like it it runs, but the sprites are stretched right, horizontally. Yeah. And I was like, this looks weird. It's playable, but it looks weird. So then eventually I figured out that you can just use the NVIDIA control panel to force it to do GPU scaling and then oh, force sure. it to scale to 4x3 yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle of the monitor. And I was like, that works. <laughs> so you got it run? Yes, got that run. There is still a few a few graphical glitches in places. Like, for some reason... I think just like maybe the patch is incomplete in some parts, but some of the graphics, like some of the graphics are just missing or like still haven't been fully fixed. Like there's certain kinds of trees where as you zoom out, sometimes they just get bigger because they haven't, <laughs> they haven't like rescaled the sprite correctly. Oh, weird. And like when you build a storage area, it's meant to have like a building that goes along the back of the storage area, but like some, like the middle parts of the building are just invisible. Huh. Strange. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Were they always there? Was yeah, they just... were always there. Yeah. You can see it in like the preview image of the building. Like mm. you can see what it's meant to look like, but it doesn't look like that when you place it. I mean, was it was that bug always there? No. Or... Well, uh, I never used Nvidia Fix before, so yes. Mm. So I played some of that, but then weirdly, like a couple of days after I started playing that, it got re- released on Steam. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> Although apparently the version that's released on Steam has, like, not even the NVIDIA... It, like, it has a semi-official version of the NVIDIA fix that doesn't actually work. Right, right. <laughs> so there's already, like, a bunch of reviews of people on there that be like, this game doesn't work with my graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently fuck that version. Yeah. So I played a bunch of it, I guess. That's another game where the only... Like really, the only really interesting part is the missions, the constraints. You can play in endless mode, but it's like not that interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, the good thing about Industry Giants in endless mode is that it actually lasts a long time. And <laughs> it means it's actually endless. Well, it can't. It's not actually endless, but it there's a there's like a time limit to achieve victory, but then you can carry on afterwards. So it's technically endless, but you do still have a goal of that you that you're aiming to do within a time limit. Mm. But then the other good thing about it is that, like, because of the way resources can expire, it, it, you do have reasons to actually like adjust things as time progresses, and like the products fall out of fashion or whatever. Oh yeah, of course, I forgot about that. Yeah, fashionable products. Yes. Fashionable bouncy balls. <laughs> that can kind of suck in the missions, though, as I discovered. In, in, because, like, the first time you play a mission, you don't know that, like, 
five years into this mission, the thing you were selling is suddenly going to become obsolete and you have to completely change all your production lines to the new thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when you play it the second time, you're like, okay, well, now I have to prepare for that eventuality. <laughs> Can you get ahead of it? Like, start building the other stuff? Sometimes, yeah. If you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm. It'd be funny if it then picked a random thing to like, replace it with. Well, I did notice that in one mission I was playing, there was there was a... There's a random, or not random, event that happens like five years before the end of the mission. Mm. The the economy, well, not exactly the economy, the like demand for the product, the main product that you're selling, like changes. But like two different times when I played it, one time it like changed in a positive direction, one time it changed in a negative direction. So that was kind of annoying. Oh, weird. Because it was like the second time I played it where I knew that that was going to happen, I prepared by stockpiling all this shit and then it was like, oh, it's all worthless now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought I was going to get a massive bonus where I was like, now I can sell all this shit that I've stockpiled for massive money. But it was like, the game was just like, I see what you're doing, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it was from your friend. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Gaming the system. Not always effective. But that seems a bit weird for a mission, right? Like, you, it should be the, the same events every time, yeah. really. I don't know. <laughs> Particularly when it's something like that, where it's like one of the few products you can actually make in this mission has a severe advantage or disadvantage for the last five years of the game <laughs> as you're progressing towards the goal. And if it's an advantage, it makes it well easier. And if it's a disadvantage, it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Maybe it thought you were doing poorly and was like, here, have a happy hand. Maybe. Because I, I mean, I guess I did fail that first time. Mm. And you know, the other problem with those missions is that a lot of the time it's about finding the correct way to start. Where it's like it puts you in a situation where you have a certain amount of money and a, like a pre-built infrastructure. Mm. And it's like, this pre-built infrastructure is making a product, it's a shit product that's not going to make you any money, so you're just going to lose all your money if you don't do something. And you have to find, like, which product can I sell right now that's going to give me enough money to get out of this shitty zone into actually being able to build stuff. Mm. So there was one mission where I played it, like, three or four times. So I was like, maybe this one, maybe this one, maybe this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to find which one of these products was actually most efficient to make money quickly in a time limit type situation. So, yeah, that's industry giant. It's still pretty good. It, you know... Now you can play it. Yeah, that's a bonus. And it, it still it randomly minimizes from time to time for no apparent reason. Okay. <laughs> it's like the, the video control panel flashes when it minimizes, but nothing actually. It's happens. like it just doesn't like it. Oh, okay. It just keeps being annoyed by its presence. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, it's not the way it was meant to be played. No, it clearly is not the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> oh, dear. So yeah. I tell you some random news I saw. Yeah, they're doing like a HD re-release of Constructor. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this a while back. Yeah, did we talk about it? I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that's all it is. I was that's just actually like, what? Why? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> who likes? That was, who remembers that shit? <laughs> it was the weirdest bloody game. It's so freaking it weird. It's make purpose. That game could have been good. They just made it slightly better. Well, the early game was good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it didn't go anywhere. Well, it wasn't necessarily... It had a problem with, like, transitions. Yeah. It was like, in the early stages of the game, it was fine, but then it kind of got too complicated for its own good. 
but not complicated enough simultaneously. Yeah, that it was interesting enough. <laughs> yeah. It's like it tried to be complicated, but it didn't actually have the technical capability to handle it. Whereas it's just like, this system, you've come up with a good idea, but you just haven't executed it well enough. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a shame. I mean, at the time it was somewhat uh, impressive for weird reasons, wasn't it? The fact that all those little mini videos and stuff yeah. and all the weird sound effects and stuff. It's, like it was going further with that stuff than anyone really had done before. Actually, I guess, but, I, think I've, I think now that I think about it, I guess the actual main oh, problem no. with it was that, was that um, the Alarm of Doom. as with of Doom. many of the games of the time, it just didn't have a good combat system. No, it's, it's like it relied on combat as like one of the obstacles to progress, but it had a really bad combat system, yeah. like Settlers do in in some ways. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. I better crap through my games. Yeah, you should real quick. Time to go. Yeah, go for it, Rob. Let's be fast. Splatoon. It's time for the Splatoon news update because <laughs> the big update dropped, uh, which added a ton of stuff. Uh, most importantly. The forty items of new gear and two extra weapons. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, the, the 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 extra weapons are kind of interesting. The slosher is kind of fun, um, and then it kind of works very much like a, a sort of weird arcing shotgun, and that you can fire it quite quick. It's like bang, 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 and then every time you do so, this like big lump of uh, of ink comes out in front of you in a sort of arc straight forwards. Um, creating a sort of death wall in a way, but in a straight line. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of neat. That's kind of new. It's added some interesting wrinkles. I saw, uh, I haven't seen many players take to it as like, as perhaps I expected people to. I think everyone gave it a try and said, nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe moved on. But I've seen the occasional player be very effective with it, but it's maybe it's not as effective in its current form as, as, you know, normal weapons, as pro weapons or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still a nice wrinkle to have. It's still fun. Uh, can can be quite fun on the on the more vertical levels. Um, uh, the, uh, the the which is the exact opposite of the splatling gun, which I think is awful. It's like it, it handles quite a lot like the uh, the sniper rifles in a strange way, in that you have to charge it up before you fire it, um, and then when you do fire it, like the the number of bullets that come out and the damage of those bullets is based on the charge. Um, which makes it like you you just get caught out all the time because it's like you can't do anything until you've charged it up and it's so it's um, like spinning up the, with the heavy or whatever in TF two but longer yeah kinda you can't you can't but even that you're still quite good because you've got so much health haven't you in TF two that you yeah. you'll be able to fight them up you'll probably be able to survive enough time to get your shots out um yeah really difficult I I don't get on with it at all um I have again I've seen one or two players use it pretty well but uh difficult weapon to use um and there's been new levels there's there's another one released today that i haven't obviously got around to and i've played all all of the ranked modes now i finally got around to playing the tower control <laughs> game type which is crazy um it's pretty good fun like the tower always the tower is always on the floor pretty much so you can always swim onto it and stuff like that it's not like actually hovering above the landscape like i thought it was mm. um, <laughs> So it makes the yeah those those fights are crazy. It's quite difficult, um, and they've also added a, added a new um, ranked game mode called the Rainmaker, um, where it's basically a, a a fight to get a super weapon into your enemy's base. Um, 
so this this super weapon spawns in the middle of the map and then um you have to fight to break its shield which is the first thing um so the more one team shoots it the more the shield turns the color of that team um oh, and cool. if, once you get the shield to a certain size it explodes uh, creating a rather large shockwave that's supposed to kill any enemy players nearby um so then you can go grab the weapon um, so there's this nice like sort of tussle for picking up the weapon. And then when you pick up the weapon, it's basically an Inkazuka special, but you have to charge it before each shot. So the rest of the team is supposed to guard this player while he tries to make his way um, basically into the enemy's base right. and plant it on top of the pedestal. Um, it's really interesting, really difficult. I, re- yeah, it's really hard to get the grips with because the, the, like, the tactics are very different from what you do with the rest of the game. From the typical and game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like it a lot. Um, cool. It's good that they're adding <laughs> this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just keep it coming, man. There's like the, the, the stuff all the time. Splatoon, keeping keeping it interesting. Keep coming back. Good on them. Uh, moving on, I finished Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh yeah. I really love that game. I thought it was a. How's the story and stuff? It's. <laughs> To be honest, the story's a little odd. Okay. Like, a little inconsistent. Uh, we could go into spoiler territory if you want. And Probably it, not. It, like, there are elements of it that I'm not 100% sure make a great deal of sense. Yeah. Um, and I, it was one of those storylines where I sort of like ended up going on the internet and going, oh, what are the theories behind what yeah. just happened? What's the deal? Um, and it's like, some of the theories sound kind of, kind of okay, and that it makes sense, but then... Other aspects, it's just like, well, how the hell, bloody hell does this universe even function? And but aren't some of those characters light characters, and some of those characters dark characters? And no, this can't work. This can't work. <laughs> you know, it's one of those kind of like the universe seems to screw itself in a weird way. But um, all of the cutscenes of it, oh, yeah, it's it's a very very well put together game, and I really enjoyed it. I got to a point where you know I was talking about how the mechanics were kind of fighting the visuals. Um, in a way, I got over that at some point, and it didn't really become a problem anymore. Right, okay. Um, like, you know, I could see through the bloom and all the prettiness to actually, you know, fight properly, I suppose, and do what I needed to do. And um, But in a weird way, the game actually got easier as it went along. As, as you unlocked more ways to move about the world and more ways to actually fight, um, the game got easier, which is strange. It didn't mean I enjoyed it any less. Um but some of the more, you know, opening challenging sections weren't quite as challenging later on. Um, the biggest problem I had was trying to do the 100% run in dungeons and stuff like that. And then realizing after you've completed the dungeon or got to a bit that you can't go back from, it's like, ah, oh, no, I can't 100% this because I'll never be able to go back there. And then having to redo that entire section because I conveniently made a save point. <laughs> like, right. Or copied my save file, that kind of stuff. Yeah, convenient. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I'm really, yeah, I thought it was very, very good. Uh, like, it's one of the prettiest games I've played in a long time. With super animation, kind of dark themes in places, and uh, yeah, neat. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Finished it in about eight hours. So there you go. That's all. Given that it's like fifteen quid normally, that seems okay. Mm. So yeah, Ori in the Blind Forest. Fun game. Check it out on Steam. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I suppose one of its biggest problems before I get is those is the, the, the there are a few sections where it's not a hundred percent clear what it is you have to do. Right. There's one in particular where it's a sort of yeah. There's one in particular where it's like semi stealth, and the re- it turns out the reason why I didn't couldn't work out what to do is because it relied on a bit of control that I hadn't used throughout the entire game. But is ex- one of the first things the game actually yeah, explains to you. Right. So it teaches you it right at the start, and then you never use it. So you never it. you never need it. Yeah. And until this section, and it's like, well, what do I do here? There's no way to hide. And it's like, oh, I can press down an A to jump through this particular log, can't I? Yeah. In fact, I didn't figure that out. I failed so many times, and the section was quite long. Um, look, and every time you died, it would put you right back at the start of the section, and you'd have to do the whole thing again. That it was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm looking this up. And then just like when I saw him do it on the video, it's like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think... You could be blamed for forgetting that if it never makes you do it. Yeah. Well, there was, there, was, there was a couple of sections like that where there was no way you could have known what was going to happen until it happened. And then on your next run, you then have to cater for oh, that. Right. And yeah. then it kills you. And then you get, and then you move a little bit further. And then something else happens that you weren't necessarily expecting in a sort of, I don't know, <laughs> very light, I want to be the guy sort of way. And it's like, well, I've got to do this whole section again just to get to that bit so I can not screw up because I didn't know that thing was going to happen. And it's like, yeah, those, it only does those on the big sort of action scenes, which, again, look great uh, and are very dramatic and very uh, well presented. But there's just something about the fact that you have to always do them in one go and the design of what you're actually doing during, you're doing during them isn't exactly uh, uh, well defined. So, you know, your ability to do them in one go is probably never going to happen. You know, it's never going to happen that you're going to do one of those sequences on your first try. Mm. Yeah, that's and the achievements sounded insane because it's like an achievement for going through the entire game without dying, and I died oh, like two hundred and fifty times. Uh, no, the thing. So yeah, screw that. But as I say, there's DLC coming, so I want to see what that oh, really? what that is. Okay, yeah, cool. I want to see what that is, how it fits in. Yeah, will they fit it into the story or add it to the end? Or? I reckon it'll have to be a separate episode. Mm. Or... Okay, cool. But yeah, Are cool game. Blind Enjoyed that a lot. And I suppose I'll... Uh, there's no need to talk about a great deal else other than I dabbled with the game with gold for this month, which mm-hmm. was Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Oh, yeah? Gave that go. I fucking hate that game. Really? I really hate that game. But I kind of appreciate it. It's the GTA 4 effect. What do you hate about it? <laughs> It, that it's a stealth game. Oh, you just <laughs> don't have stupid. the patience for stealth it's games. Like, well, no, it's yeah, it's just that it's because it's now all open world. Like predicting it is that much harder. Yeah. Um, and like knowing when someone's going to walk towards you, or when you're suddenly going to get spotted, and when uh, when you can do certain, when you can do other items, how you get around certain circumstances. I don't have the patience to try and figure all that out. I mean, it's, Metal Gear Solid Five will be like that, won't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I was trying to play it like with the intention of never getting spotted and never raising the alarm. Because, uh, right. Because the doesn't game has a like ranking levels system. of alarm and stuff, doesn't it? And stuff. And oh, sure. Yeah, really well, it has the classic Metal Gear thing where it has the alert, the, 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 the norm, the unaware, the alert, and the everyone being super crazy, like the alarm, I suppose. Mm. If they go into an alerted state, the patterns break effectively. So all the guards go do their own thing. And try right. and investigate what what, you, what it is you've been 
where it is you are and things like that. If they're in, but there's a sort of like an intermediate step as well, where if someone spots something and gets enough time to radio it in or something, they'll, they will might get like a couple of guards might get sent on a different pattern to go check out where you were and things like that. Mm. Um, which can sometimes work to your advantage naturally because you can use it to draw people to you. But I just have the same problems I have with it than I do every stealth game. And I find it's mechanics inconsistent. I find stealth mechanics inconsistent all the mm. goddamn time. I just can't figure out what the boundaries are like, Oh, this guy mysterious was able to see me through this wall. Whereas the last two guys that came up just totally didn't peek totally over it. You. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and I was absolutely fine. It's things like that. And I just get so frustrated with it. Mm. Um, and I really, really want to like it because it seems really well made. Mm. Like it's a, it's a solid. Uh, okay, I, Ground Zeroes is a tiny, tiny game. Let's put it that way. You can finish the main mission in probably an hour and a half. Um, you know, it's Diddy. Um, but the presentation is top notch, and it's like, mm. and I want to see more of the Hideo Kojima cutscenes. You know, those are great. And you know the Fox engine is pulling, pushing some serious power. It's it's a good looking game. Mm. Um, I just don't like playing it. At all. Got on with that gameplay. <laughs> oh, it's a shame, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think it's yeah. just, it's it's a certain taste, isn't it? Very much. It's 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 very much love hate. I think this thing, and I just yeah, I just really hated it. <laughs> I kind of don't want to. <laughs> I kind of see that there's good there, but I just. I just can't do it. I, can't well, do I get it. that with fighting games. <laughs> I can see yeah, that. Also, I guess. Or whatever. Yeah. But I can't play them because I can hate it. Well, I can't, yeah, I can't play them at the level I want to either, but, you know, with fighting games, but, mm. you know, at least there's always some enjoyment at the start of them with me, like getting that, l- l- at least learning the systems and then realizing how screwed up the systems are and then going, nope, I'm never going to be able to do that. Right, <laughs> and that's yeah. when you stop. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Metal Gear. Yeah, I reckon Phantom Pain will be cool, but having played this, I like short of just not caring about it and gunning my way through it, which you can sort of do. Mm. Um, I I'm not sure I'll ever go into it. You know, it's one of I'd be playing it for the story stuff, and if the rumors about the story stuff being perhaps not as prevalent in this one as they have been in previous Metal Gears, then maybe I'm out. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I never actually, you know, technically I never actually bought into any Metal Gear ever. You know, I always played them on someone else's copy or something like that. I've never actually bought into it anyway because I've always been unsure about them and then sort of come away somewhat surprised afterwards. But Well, my thing was that I like, I actually like stealth games like Splinter Cell or whatever, but I never had a freaking PlayStation, so I never played any Metal Gear. Mm. Pretty much. I played. So. Through, I played through Metal Gear One, and I skipped two and three, and then got went back into four, and then had a good time with four. You know, it was all right. Um, I thought it was the actual gameplay was somewhat flawed, but because the areas were kind of defined and like little small uh, sections, I guess that you had to work your way through. There was kind of a way of doing them, and if once you'd mm. figured that out, it wasn't so bad. But with the open worldness, it's like I'm not. I don't feel like I can do that. Mm. And yeah, yeah. especially if you're then going through the submissions where they change things, like people will be in a different place, like cameras will be in different locations. You'll be like, you'll run for a section you thought was previously fine, and there'll be a camera you'd never seen before just suddenly go beep beep, and you're like, oh no. Mm. And it's like it, and like 
it, yes, that's on me. I should have perhaps looked around the area again anyway, just to make sure there wasn't anything that I hadn't that, that had been out of place. But you know, there are times where you're just like, I need to make a move here. I know, I know that that area was safe last time. Let's just let's just peg it. Oh, it's not safe. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't have known that. Uh, yeah. You can't even, like, that was the, I guess Metal Gear 4 actually got away with that a little bit because you could send the little droid out. Right, yeah. And, like, peer around corners and things. Check and and have, it, have it scout the area first. Yeah. Which you obviously can't do because of its uh, uh, earlier setting. Yeah, Metal Gear 5 is set in, it's going to be set in, in the 80s, 80s isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like Afghanistan. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you're playing Big Boss, aren't you? Or whatever. Yeah, you're Big Boss. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There is a. Okay, I, I think I can spoil this because it's not really a proper game. <laughs> but in one of the missions, you rescue Hideo Kojima. Nice. And he then sits in the in the menu screen in the chopper with you. The chopper, the, like the, the helicopter, is basically the main menu, and he'll sit in there with you. And if you sit on the mission select screen, Hideo will occasionally reach his hand over and spin the list, <laughs> just to annoy you, and just and just mock up the UI. It's like, oh, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> As I say, I love the style of it. I love the I love the ridiculous lens flare on everything. <laughs> like someone needs to hold up a knife, lens flare. <laughs> so you need to introduce a character. Let's put his name on screen, covered in lens flare. I love it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Wrong with lens flare. <laughs> but uh, but they, they're just playing it. Can't play it. There you go. I think that will do me. Fair enough. Do you want to go through? Windows 10 experiences because like I'm just <laughs> okay. it. Should we tell you what? Should we save this for next time? Because we're yeah, we're running very Can long. But we, yeah, Can, yeah. Let's save uh, it for next sorry. time. Okay, I, I yeah. Let's save it for next time. But uh, let me just say one point. So uh, so far, I count two blue screens of death. So um, oh I'll really? Keep, I'll keep. I haven't running, had any of those. I'll keep a running tally of those. Um. Anyway, my current big gripe: sound drivers. Well, I've got graphics driver problems, so... <laughs> oh, good. Oh, well, not good. really. It's like the game works, the games work, but I have this thing where I had three monitors plugged in before because I plugged my TV in via HDMI or whatever. Yeah. And I, would, I would only use two at a time, but I could switch them with software or whatever, just right-click and go display options and say extend desktop to this display. Oh, sure. But yeah, since I installed Windows 10, my, it won't recognize three at once. So literally, if I have all three oh. plugged in, if I unplug one... The other one gets recognized. So now. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's just fucked. So every time I want to watch TV, I have to like bend down and unplug something. It's really stupid. I haven't tried that yet since I've upgraded. My upgrade only happened recently. So I haven't actually tried streaming to the telly yet um, to see what happens. Well, I wasn't streaming or anything. It's just a oh, sorry, I meant, third monitor. Yeah. Just, but yeah. Just, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean streaming. Yeah, just yeah. sending the signal to it. Um, it just, I mean, and the graphics card's the same, and the drivers, you know, there's new drivers for Windows 10 and everything, and I don't think yeah. it's those, so I don't know what. There's various things, like, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't go well, yeah. too into I had, it. I had to get, oh, well, we can, yeah, that's pretty much the, the depth we need, isn't it? Let's get into pretty it much. a little bit. Like, yeah, because like, I, pro- I had the problem with, um, I had a little bit of that, because it didn't know to get the NVIDIA drivers, yeah. so it launched in, like, terrible display mode, and I had to go oh, and manually that. sort that out. Okay. Yeah, it did. Because it, I, I did it as an upgrade, obviously. It didn't, yeah, didn't go and deal with that. Um, but the biggest problem with me was the sound drivers. Because back in the Windows 7 days, I had um, uh, something. Uh, this, Realtek drivers suck, basically. 
yeah. for like sound and real tech stuff is on practically every motherboard. But this one particularly sucked because it uh, like it, it re- required the drivers for this particular motherboard require that it detects that something is plugged in before it will send sound to it. Right. So in my surround sound setup, you have all those crazy plugs, don't you? Like six, five odd plugs you need to stick sure. in the back of the. Well, no, probably three actually. Thinking about it, um, but it didn't detect any of them other than the front left and front right. Right. Um, so it wouldn't enable surround sound. It's like great. So in Win Seven, the easy solution was to uninstall the Realtek drivers, and then the generic Windows one would take over. And it's like that's fine. That's all I, I mean, need. It just work. Yeah. And it would just work. And you can do that in Windows 10, except Windows 10 is super aggressive about sorting your drivers out for you. So it would reinstall the Realtek drivers within a minute. God damn it. Without you even <laughs> asking it to do anything. Without me asking it to. It would just, in the background, put them all back on. Yeah. Very annoying. Which, you know, yeah. So I've had to turn on an option, which basically tells Windows, never go and find drivers for me. But that sounds way too yeah. sledgehammer. Yeah, that is Sledgehammer, because you want to be notified if there's new drivers for other stuff or whatever, at least. There's no halfway house where you can say, download them and like ask me if you want to install them. No, so there is a, an awkward troubleshooter you can go and find, which I also struggled with, that you can run, and it will basically say, okay, these are the updates I haven't installed. You can choose to block this particular update, and I won't do it. And that, in, in theory, includes driver updates. So you can say, oh, you can block this particular driver update. Um, I couldn't get that to work because it kept installing the driver before I could run the thing and have it detect that it hadn't installed the driver. <laughs> so right. that didn't help. Okay. Um, um, and also I've heard that, you know, if you do manage to get, manage to check a driver on it, if another, if a later version comes out than the one you said, stop, it will just do the next one instead. Right. Automatically. Uh, assuming that the one that you stopped was, um, you know, a, just a bad release and they'll fix it for the next one, um, which is probably fine in the majority of circumstances. But in this particular case, I just want to say, you know what, for this particular device, let me tell you what to do. That, yeah. That's basically the crux of it. I just want for this device. I want to tell you what to do. And there's no option. Yeah. Okay. And there's no way to do that other than turn it off for the whole thing. And I think that's a problem with some of the stuff in Windows 10 in general. They've made sweeping decisions about, oh, everyone does this. And I'm like, I don't do this. Yeah. Do it a different <laughs> way. I, yeah, I don't want that. Thanks. I want to do it my way. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that's a general kind of, what do you call it? It's a, it's a philosophy problem with it. Yeah. It's the old, it's the Microsoft of old that everyone used to complain about. You know, that mm. old Microsoft knows best mentality that they eventually managed to step away from with XP. And it's, to an extent, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's come all the way back. Back with the <laughs> It's really annoying. Yeah, annoying. But generally, once I've got everything working, like I had to faff around with Cortana a bit to get that to work. And uh, I had to, um, it forgot that I had some software installed. So I've had to, there are some workarounds I've had to employ to get some of that stuff to work. Generally. Kind of like it, right? Like, it's pretty cool. I, I, you know, I don't really have a problem with it. Some of the improved apps are nice. You know, the uh, um, the boot times are generally faster as long as you don't use the restart option, which takes like a friggin' age. My boot times are like like the boot time to seeing the desktop is the same as it was in, or maybe tiny bit faster than it was with seven. 
But I have like Google Chrome in my startup folder, right? And that mm. was that is significantly slower to come up than it was on Windows Seven. Like it would come up straight oh, okay. away on Windows Seven because what I usually want to do the first thing is check my email or whatever when when my computer starts. And now time to email is like I don't know double maybe. Yeah. Okay. So for in your case, it's not it hasn't worked out so well, but in, no. in mine it feels better. Although part of that, I think, is because I've turned off um, the Windows Defender and the security stuff that's built in, and put Panda antivirus on. All oh, right, okay. Because it was just it was just eating my hard disk performance on on launch. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was destroying it, and it was doing that on Windows Seven as well. In fairness, and it's just like, it, but it got worse with Windows Ten, and I was like, yeah. no, I can't live with this anymore. Maybe that's um, doing it. Did 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 some searching around and said, you know what, just just put a lightweight antivirus on; it will solve it. And it's like Panda. There's a free version of Panda, so I put that on. Hmm. Problem solved. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I even managed to get like it, it into it. Cool. I managed to get it in state one time where pressing the start button didn't do anything. Oh yes, I've had that. I've yeah. had that. But I did. But when I went command, you know, control shift escape, and then to the new task manager or whatever that had yeah. a right click and restart explorer option and i was like oh that and it when it and it worked and i was like oh that's cool i didn't know was that yeah it's you an, do that it's before? An, no I, well i don't know if you could do that in eight but you know, i was like, obviously in seven and earlier you could only ever could, end the process and then try and fudge it, yeah. your way to the run control to try yeah. and run it again and i was like yeah oh well it's fucked but it's better at getting unfucked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i guess that's good <laughs> This was a good a good user experience of unfucking my busted computer. Yeah. So come back in two weeks' time and we find some more yeah. stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I have nearly finished Grand Theft Auto Five again, so I've I think I've done the last <laughs> heist. So I think it now it's time for the final mission, I believe. So. Right, and then you'll have to play GTA Online. Oh no. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe I'll give it a try. Apparently it's quite oh, fun, no. and there's loads of content for it now. So, Probably well, yeah, the online heists are the, are the thing, yeah. aren't they? Supposedly, yeah, they're the thing, and they're relatively new. So, because uh, every time you load into the single player game, it's giving you news about what's going on in the in the in the online world, and it's like, wow, this game is still a thing. Yep, it's still there. Kind of cool. Wrap it up. Yep, that's it uh, for the sidecast. Catch us. Uh, sorry, this was a bit of a bumper edition, but we had three weeks worth of stuff to get through. I hope you appreciated it. And uh, not we'll... really. Well, it was Gamescom. We talked about one fault. week of free, and yeah. then just ignored the rest. It was Gamescom's well, fault. And we had to catch up on Gamescom. So yes, um, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for um, more Salcast, a bit more regular service. Cheers. Regular service charging after these messages about the train line or something. <laughs> or something. Oh, Turn that thing off. Bye. Turn it off now. Bye bye.